host, the Video Game Book Club Podcast. Today we're wrapping up our discussion on Detroit Become Human. I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today, as always, are the homies. First off, we have Greg. What up? Next, we got Dante. What's good? And last but not least, we got the homie Trevor. What's going on? Um, so, picking up where we left off, I believe we talked about the first 15 chapters, if I'm not mistaken. So, I think we left off, uh, let's see, with Kara. Um, she got busted, potentially, by uh, Connor. So, she was on the run, and I think all of our games had her running across the highway. Um Connor was in pursuit, him and Hank. Uh, so at his ending chapter was you de- him deciding if he wanted to actually disobey Hank, who told, who said, don't go across the highway. Um, and I think all of us obeyed Hank and didn't do that, right? Yeah. And then with Marcus, he had just gotten the clues to where to find Jericho. And... He just arrives at the Jericho ship, I believe, is where we leave off with his character. So let's pick up with Kara first. So um, I believe, so like I said, her and Alice are on the run. Um, They just, you know, cross the highway to escape Connor. I believe at this point they are trying to leave the country um, are trying to find people that will help them. And uh, in our games, I know, um, Trevor, you said Ralph gave you an address in your game? Yeah, I believe he was the one who told me about uh, Zlatko. Yeah, and then in my game, uh, since I didn't meet Ralph, it was a street working, like a street cleaner. Uh, Android told me about Zlatko's place. So uh, you're set off to his place. And uh, you get to his house, and you meet Zlatko. And he's this guy. He seems really warm. He has this nice house. And um, he has this uh, android, Luther, that's like his servant. But he basically is like, yeah, come follow me to my basement. And I'll help you remove your tracker. So that way... You know, people can't track you. Even if, even though you've gone deviant, you can still be tracked. And once we remove this tractor, then they can't they can't find you. So he straps you up, and that's when I guess the table is uh, turned. And he's like, "Actually, um, this is what we're going to do." And you find out that this dude is actually going to try to reset you, and he's like this weirdo that likes to. Uh, what do you like experiment on androids? Is is that like what he's doing? Yeah, yeah I guess. Like the like I, I have written down in my notes, he's Sid Vicious from Toy Story. I was just about to make that comparison. <laughs> yeah, so like he has a whole bunch of different androids, like that he's like repurposing. I guess. Just yeah, like they're just these freaky looking androids, like they don't have arms or they have like a different thing attached to them. It's really weird, and he's just... Now, sorry. Now, was he collecting Deviants exclusively, or... Yeah, more I of a think co- so. Yeah, because I'm starting to think that he was, like, trying to figure out the essence of what makes a Deviant, or... 
I mean, it's been a long time since I've played the game, but I remember he had some type of just twist on the androids he was collecting. And I guess it was only Deviants, right? Because people were giving that address up to him, or giving that address out, right? Yeah, like, I, I could see it as two different things. It's either they don't know any better, like, you know, like, somebody's like, oh, I'm going to go to this place, and that's the last they heard of them. So they're like, oh, well, I heard about this address. Or they're, you know, on the payroll. And it's just like, hey, man, uh, I'll spare you if you send people to me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I could see it going either way. That makes sense. But, like, it was crazy because, like, I, you go in this house, and he has a super nice house, and it's just him in this, which throws me off. It's this Luther, his manservant, I guess, is a big black android. Super big. <laughs> and so I got, like, heavy get-out vibes. Like, <laughs> like the dude that was running in Get Out, like, that's Luther to me in this game. Uh, he's, like, just a big, quiet black dude, black android. And, like, uh, it's a really creepy vibe, like, going to his basement. It's like a rape dungeon, <laughs> damn near. And, um, yeah, he, he basically, uh, after he... Um, Sorry, um, go ahead. what was he planning on doing with Alice? I think he was going to experiment on her... Well, did he even? Because I don't think they even know at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know actually. Like, yeah, because he was just trying to wipe her memory, and then I think he, I want to say in my game he may have said something about selling her or like repurposing her. Repurposing, but we're talking about Alice, not Kara. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I completely. Forget. It was just something to think about. I I didn't know if there was a clearer answer or not. I don't remember. But um, yeah, <laughs> this is one of the parts where we were talking before we started recording, where it was like, man, like you mess up and then you kind of think like, oh, should I restart because I didn't get the the outcome that I wanted? And so uh, Zlatko, he's wiping your memory, and I got my memory wiped. So uh, yeah, yeah, it happened to me too. That can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got my memory wiped as Kara, and so you guys were able to. Because uh, I'm trying to remember what, what leads the, to that. Anyway. I'm trying to think about what the game is like after that. Well, so so with so with Kara, if you get your memory wiped, then you have to like, as you're going through the world, you're getting clues to like rebring up what's going on. So like, you run into an Alice in Wonderland book. And you're like, Alice, that, that name sounds familiar. And, like, things like that. And you end up, like, remembering and, like, continuing on as the car that you know. That's freaking fascinating. I, I didn't even think that you could fail that part. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think... Dude, I didn't understand, like... It, <laughs> it, it was the same thing with me, right? Like, I couldn't figure out how to, like, get her, uh, like, off of that thing. Uh, not so, in time. I didn't, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, I saw the prompt at the very last second. And so like, you got white, too? so stupid. Yeah. You got, yeah. Because you're just, like, you're just, like, staring forward, and you're like, okay, yeah. cool. It, and it's basically. Like, all three of you got wiped? Yeah. I, I, I mean, so, it's yeah. basically like that scene from, um. Uh, Life is Strange. Life is Strange. Yeah, we're yeah, in the dark room. Jefferson's. Man, I was just Man, like, you always I don't look for the this. leg stuff first. Yeah, you look I, down, and then I like at the very last second, I saw the timer going out, 
and then I finally saw the prompt. Yeah, that's how it was for me. I, I did the left one, and the left one, the left arm, and that did nothing. So, like, I wasted time. Like, I'd already wasted time just staring straight ahead. Then I did the left arm one, which you couldn't do anything. So then when I started doing the right arm one, then the time ran out. And I was like, tight. Cool. I failed. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not the only one. But uh, you end up um, encountering... Uh, it's Latko upstairs. He's um, so actually, yeah, Dante. Do you remember what happens? Because for us, we're basically like a secondary servant for Zlatko at this point. So what? I'm trying to process what this game would be like under those circumstances. Like, so you guys didn't have to rescue Alice and get out of there? No, so we did. But the thing is, so when we went upstairs, it's because he called us upstairs. And then so we go into the room and we see that he's performing uh, performing surgery on an android in the room. And he asks us to go get something from the other room. So we have to go get something for him. We, We drop it off for him. Then he wants you to leave the room. And from then on, you can start getting clues to get your memory back. If okay. I remember right, there's like a timer going on while you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so, from there, then you once you remember who you are and what your goal is, then you have to save Alice. But I think it's like a five-minute timer to get your memory back and save Alice. Hmm. So do you, do you kind of remember everything by the end of this chapter under those circumstances, or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once you, no, once you, kinda... yeah. It, it's just like a an extra like hurdle. Like it, it's not as different as you think. You know. Okay. Yeah. I thought the way you made it sound, it sounded like like multiple chapters. You have uh, stuff. No, that would have been a, that would have been cool, but you know that would have been like an entirely different like. Yeah, that would have been a lot of work. DLC. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all gonna pay for this? <laughs> yeah, but um, from what I remember. Pretty much, I get loose, I don't get my uh, memory wiped, and I just kind of stealthily make my way upstairs to find Alice, and then us two kind of sneak out of the house. Did you not have any of the quick time events? So there was a lot of hiding. Did you guys have hiding? Oh, I guess you didn't get detected. Yeah, you didn't get detected. I definitely got caught. (laughs) No, I didn't get detected either. Jesus. I got caught right, I got in the armor, and I got caught right away. Yeah, I got caught pretty quick. Yeah, I got in the armor too, and I thought he had left the room. Same! I was pretty sure he left the room, and as soon as I exited the, you know, open up the door. He's standing in front of it, yeah. right? <laughs> did you guys kill the, did you guys have the interaction with the android in the tub? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Well, yeah. actually, I don't, I don't think I did. He was like an android, he was like, follow, you know, listen to so-and-so, or you shouldn't be doing this, or something like that. Maybe that happened, I can't remember. Pretty much they give you a choice to um, either let this android live or kill him because he might, like, rat you out. Oh, I didn't kill him. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't kill him either, but I'm pretty sure that was an option. The only thing I did was unleash or uncage the android polar bear. Was that an android polar bear? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I did let him go, though, yeah. Yeah, and so he he helped out. But then, like, so this whole part for us, um, we're getting attacked by Zlatko and trying to run away from him. So there's a whole bunch of quick time events. And um, I goofed. I messed up at that part a bunch. Um, And uh, I think you end up 
escaping or going outside and um he chases you outside or something and then i think i don't forgot what happens but he wants luther to do something to kill you or something like that and luther disobeys him and doesn't do it and then he turns around and sees all it's just just like in toy story <laughs> like dude gets overrun by all his like freaky uh uh, android mutant zombie yeah mutant androids and he gets take, he killed by them and then so then at that point I think you get the option to have Luther join you or not and I think you get the option I, 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 I don't think anybody would turn him down so it's hard to say yeah, yeah yeah so at that point he joins up the party and then now it's you Alice and Luther and then um just so a th- quick aside yeah this is probably my favorite chapter. What did you guys think about it? I mean, you guys had a completely different experience than I did, apparently. <laughs> this is a strong chapter. I think this is definitely probably my favorite Kara chapter, for sure. Well, actually, this one or the one where you got to get the hotel room. Those two are probably my two favorites. Or not, you know, not the hotel, but find a place to sleep. Right. Some of us didn't need a hotel. We <laughs> some had, of us didn't we had Ralph. Meet, yeah, some of us didn't want to meet Ralph. <laughs> um, so then uh, at this point, I, I think... Uh, so actually, the reason why Luther joins your party is because he tells you like, oh, I, have, I know somebody that helps uh, androids escape to Canada, you know, um, and we can live free there because they're a non-android place, society or whatever. So, that's their plan is to escape to Canada. So, the next chapter, they're all riding together in Slatko's stolen car, and um, they're riding through a snowstorm, and the car ends up breaking down, and they gotta find shelter, and you end up uh, breaking down right outside of a amusement park uh, on the side of the road, really, a abandoned amusement park. Um, and, uh, so you're trying to find a suitable place in this amusement park to, to find shelter for Alice, so that way she doesn't freeze, and it's pretty creepy here, um, and you guys end up getting into, like, a abandoned restaurant or something, they have pub or whatever, and you guys get a fire going for Alice and get her all nice and cozy, and then you get, the, the room gets... Uh, are broken into the place you're in gets broken into by these android or these these androids and what did how did you guys react to these guys? I'm trying to think back. Well, when I first when I met that first one, like on the side, like when you're walking looking for shelter, yeah. Um, there's one that kind of like malfunctions. Mm-hmm. And that one like really did creep me out. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, nah, let's not stay here because there's some um, some some deviant deviants. <laughs> but um, but then after you find shelter, and they break in, you know, I'm I'm looking for the strap. Like, did I you, did you did you shoot at them? Um, no. I actually I think I left it in the bag, but I was hoping Luther knew how to use it. <laughs> he knows how to use these hands. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking back at mine, and I see it just says a protected Alice, and then a question instead of, like, firing a warning shot. Same, same. I, I want to know what that interaction would be like if you had fired a warning shot. So, we all... Did you did you question too, Dante? Do you remember? I'm pretty sure I questioned. I didn't do anything. Okay, so yeah, they basically you're like, we're one of you guys, and they're like, oh well, we haven't seen anybody here in forever. Let's show you around. And they take Alice to, and I have in my notes the wackest amusement park ride, the merry-go-round, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she's like happy because she's riding a merry-go-round by herself and it's lit up and. It's snowy and it's just like, I guess, a pretty scene. And he has like 5011 50, androids just staring at her, smiling. It's kind of weird, but that's kind of how the chapter ends. All doing um, their idle animations. Right? <laughs> just default smile. Um, and then, you know what? I take that back, Dante. This chapter we're about to talk about is actually pretty, like, this is another one of those good... This is another good chapter. The Midnight Train. Uh, it is pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Kara so. got some strong chapters. Let's, let's just say that. She has some good chapters. Um, so, Kara, Alice, and Luther, um, they continue further along, and they get to Rose's place, who I guess is the person that Luther has heard helps androids escape to Canada. Um... She is a black lady with a wagon, according mm. to Trevor. <laughs> I, I seriously want to know who is the character designer. Because, I mean, they went into detail. <laughs> he said, no, no, we got to make her, you know, like a real one. <laughs> I, was, I will say that I was happy that they actually added, like, a more heavy set character instead of, like, the default. If you look at game design in general, like game design has this thing yeah. about, you know, most of our characters are very attractive and they're skinny, and because we don't want to do a lot of extra work on the model, they all kind of fit into, like, one, two, or three body sets. This character, you can tell, like, they took their time, you know, developing her. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Like I knew that was going to happen when I said it, but I had to still go through with it. He said, God took his time he when said, he made you. Yeah, the assets were right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she definitely looks like a more realistic depiction, of, like maybe the most realistic depiction of a person that you would see. Um, and uh, yeah, she's so she's a black lady that lives, I guess, with her son, who looks like he's teenage maybe a little bit older um and so they live and <clears throat> i help androids escape to canada and it was kind of a weird situation because uh it, the way it seemed like her husband had recently passed away i don't remember what the reason was but um the kid hates androids, and I can't remember the specific. I think, story. but I think, I think it was mostly had to do with the death of his dad. I thought, like, I, I, I had a feeling that it was like, like his mom was like this, and he was raised in a house like this, and he was fine with it until the death of his dad, and now he didn't want to risk doing things because he didn't want his mom to die. That was the vibe I was getting. 
but maybe I'm wrong. But he definitely had a negative attitude towards androids. But um, you, uh, Rose fixes. <laughs> she fixes Alice the plate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> and uh, you, um, you get to talk to her for a little bit. You do a little snooping, or you, you find out that they have a laundry room with uh, and another batch, another crew of deviant androids, and I guess. It was a it was a a black android and a white uh, black male android and a white uh, female android and I guess they were in love and she died so he was pretty sad about that and then um, I think shortly after that she's like because uh, she's on the fence about helping you guys out because she's just kind of like man it's it's a big risk there's a something going on in the story that like androids are having to be in hiding um and uh so you you're uh, they're rounding up androids and it's it's not not a good look to have androids around you you're going to get in trouble if you have androids in your presence and the most <clears throat> the funkiest thing it was like you go to sit down at the table to talk to uh, to Rose, and it just this rubbed me the wrong way. And I don't know if it rubbed you guys that way either, but you know, like you got Luther is with you, uh, Rose and her son are black. One of the deviant uh, androids that in uh, her laundry room is black. And then she has to explain to to Alice, or excuse me, to Kara. She's like, my people have gone through something very similar to this. And, like, it just, it seemed like it was just shoehorned in. Like, it was like, yeah, I can relate to you on a personal level because I'm black. And it, it just seemed like heavy heavy-handed the way they delivered that line because there was like no it, it, it felt like it was there for the player I mean she, the, she is on the Underground Railroad I mean <laughs> so. I, I was about to say <laughs> like we really like that was the first thing I was like this kind of you know like Harriet Tubman like I guess right like is this, this is really what we're doing yeah, I, I, it's super heavy-handed. There's no denying that. But I guess that's David Cage games in in general, right? But like, I mean, like, and we'll 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 talk about it more because it's even more prevalent in another character's story. But like, they really beat over the head, like treating, like I don't know. It's just maybe it's the time that the game came out, and it was just like, oh well, this is really. There's a lot of current things going on that I feel like they just ripped from the headline, you know, ripped from the headlines and put in this game. And uh, it was just really weird because I feel like it was like, how can we make sure that people know we're trying to say something with this game, but we're not really saying anything? But because we have these either these these visuals or these statements in this game, then it's going to make it seem like there's more gravity and more weight to it than there actually is. And we can still be on the fence about this stuff. And... And th- this one is like... It, it's 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 minor. Like, it, it, it it's not as... 
big of a deal as some of the later stuff. But it just was like, man, like, this seems only here to, like, for the player. It, like, because I, I was thinking, I was like, do androids know the history of civilization? That was a question I re- wrote down. Because then, like, if... They- like, I think they know the... Um, let me try to make these words correct. It's They know the denotation, but not the connotation, if I had to guess. Like, they have the quote-unquote literal understanding, like, all the textbooks are in their brain, but they don't have the empathetical understanding, but, if that makes any but sense. But they're deviants, so... I mean, well, I mean, they still have the same information, and it's like they haven't really had to think about it until recently. But that's what I was wondering: was like, okay, so her saying this, like, is like I can relate to you on this level because I, my, my ancestors or whatever have gone through this. But like, is I don't know, like. Is that enough? I mean, it's a, it's an android, but like, is that enough to be like the android's like, okay, cool, this person is gonna help me, or is it like, no, go on, tell me more about your situation? You know, like, well, you got to remember, like, they just got this empathy patch, if you want to call it that. Yeah. yeah. So this whole humans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're still working on that, but um, what was I about to say? The whole concept of oh, well, let me not try to min-max everything as my, like, input-output yeah. is relatively new for them. So, like, on one hand, yes, I I think it's definitely heavy-handed and definitely not the best way of doing things. But on the other, I can kind of get what they were going for. I think it's, like, it's just, like, it doesn't seem natural. It It doesn't seem like it actually is something that she would say in that situation it seems like it's solely there for the player and it kind of just takes me out of being immersed in this world where it's like yeah I'm already drawing the parallels dog you don't need to say it you know or like it's kind of how I don't know it was just kind of like this is like this is here for white people it's basically like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> I think it was necessary for them to add a layer of that not necessarily as much as they did, but because this is such a diverse game, you know, I think they couldn't go through the entire game without at least making some kind of nod towards it. Yeah, it just was, and it just was really weird because it's like, here's a black, like, I guess, too, this is the first black human you've run into, so it's not like she's going to get that from black androids. But then, like, it, it also makes me think, like, are it made me feel even more like questioning myself about the androids. Cause it's like, she's around two black androids and two black humans, but humans are the only ones that can give her or black humans are the only ones that can give her this knowledge. So like, like it, it's a little bit hard to see the other two androids as humans when they can't give her this knowledge that it's like pretty much everybody knows this. But, like, these two guys can't tell this to her. And it was really weird, uh, like, interesting to me. Where it's like, yeah, these two androids are black in appearance, but really, they're just the android race. Like, it, it, it's really interesting. It, 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 it was really interesting to me. Now I'm just imagining this giant race of androids that have culture 
like it's one culture. You, it's yeah. like there's no culture. No, but I'm saying like your theoretical android race with like every you know if it's a black android, it has the black. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's it's a weird thing to think about, but I don't. How would that work? No, no. What I'm what I'm saying is basically it's like even even though they're outwardly appearing as one thing, they are not that thing. They're, you know, it's an android. And all androids, right. no matter the race, no matter, you know, they they all are the same. They have the same quote-unquote culture. So it's just really interesting, because outwardly, I'm looking, I'm like, oh yeah, she's surrounded by four black characters, but then really it's like two black char- two black humans and two androids that are black, you know? And it was just really interesting, because it was just like, oh, like, if those dudes took out the chip in their, you know, in their forehead or, you know, their temple, then you couldn't tell them apart until you started talking to them. And then I started thinking, like, man, there are people like that in real life. (laughs) 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 It just, you know, (laughs) it just made me think. I just paused the game and thought for a while. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, sorry for that tangent. But um, then you uh, end up meeting. Okay, yeah. So you you have Luther take Alice away, uh, and Rose is like, you know what? I'll be right back. Um, I'm gonna go check on something, and then she leaves. And then you're talking to her son, and I forgot her son's name off the top of my head. Do you guys remember Rose's? That sounds right. That sounds right. And so you're talking to him and just getting a, a feel for him. He wants you to leave. And then you're talking to him, talking to him. And then Luther's like, oh, there's a cop coming. And sure enough, uh, there's a cop knocking on the door. So then you're like, you have to tell Luther where to take Alice to hide. And then you're talking to Adam. And you're like, yo, you don't, you know, don't write us out blah blah this blah blah that just calm down because like I mean basically him and his mom him and Rose will be just they'll get in trouble for having all these androids here so even if he doesn't like like them he needs to help them in order to save him and his mom's behind as well and so um, you send Luther and Alice off and then you open the door for the cop and he just start he he invites himself in, and then he invites himself to start snooping through things, and um, oh, it, actually, I should say too, before he comes in, you get the opportunity to do a quick once over, like a minute uh, once over around the house to try to hide any evidence of Android's presence being in this house, uh, and I think there's like five things that you got to hide, and. Um, within that minute and then he comes in and he starts snooping around and I guess this is the it still gives you time to hide stuff like yeah yeah because he because like you offer to get him some coffee and then that gives you a little bit more time to put some stuff away or whatever and I guess this is that system that you guys had with Ralph right Trevor um not necessarily that was more of just like a hot and cold type thing mm-hmm um, but this was like a, I don't know, it seemed like once he, if he were to find something, that would be it. Okay. Like all so he had to find was one thing. He, he had a, um, like a, 
suspicion percentage by his head. And so he's walking around looking at things, asking you questions. You got to like answer them. Um, he's asking you and Adam things. And I guess as he's walking around or depending on the answers you give would raise his, his suspicion level if he detects anything or if something you say is off. And I think it, it was this part was relatively easy because I had everything hidden, but it was still kind of it was pretty tense and I enjoyed it. And then, um, what were the four things you had to hide? Because I only found so you three had to hi- you had to hide the uniform. Mm-hmm. You had to hide um, whatever the there's uh, a magazine. Yeah, a magazine. You had to hide a magazine. Whatever, like their power supply or what it was like, or not what their blue bags, like a, the blue bags. Yeah, blue. That's what it was. Yeah, and there was something else. Maybe it was the um, magazine I missed. Oh, you had to close the door where the other two androids were. Yeah, yeah, close the laundry room door as well. And so... Because um, I was thinking the whole did... time when I was missing one of them, I thought the last piece of evidence was going to be Kara. I was just like, wait a minute, uh... I am I am the evidence. <laughs> That's meta. <laughs> um, where did you guys send Luke and... Or Luke, Luther and uh, Alice to? They were in the laundry room from what I remember. I think I sent him upstairs. Yeah, I sent him upstairs. So I sent him in the laundry room as well. So that's why I, I sent him in the laundry room and I closed the door and I, you know, right away. And that's I lost that piece of evidence, you know, like I hid that piece of evidence or whatever. And so when uh, the cop leaves, at least in my game, he's leaving, you know, heading towards the front door. And there's like a he hears a sound in the laundry room, and I'm like, oh crap, it's about to go down. He's like, what was that? And then you, you have to think of something. I was like, uh, the, the washing machine is, it's just the old washing machine. And that covered the, you know, he didn't have a high enough suspicion. So he took the, he accepted that answer and he dipped out. So for you guys that didn't have them in the laundry room, like, did the sound still come from the laundry room or did it come from upstairs? Or... Upstairs. And wh- I think what, what still you... came from the laundry room. I th- so... I thought it was maybe I might be wrong. I thought it was upstairs, and I was like, "Oh, my daughter's just asleep or whatever, or trying to go." Don't sleep sound like she's like asleep. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't raise any suspicions. I thought that's what it was. No, nope. when he walks in, he asks you like, if okay. anybody else is in the house. Did you, did you tell the truth? <laughs> we all lied. I think I did. Oh, you said up yet? Just me and some androids. I know, okay, for my game, man, so, Kara was, or, um, Alice was sick at this point, right? By default? Not, no. Because everybody's... No, she wasn't sick. Okay, enough. mine... Yeah, she was sick. cold at some point, if I recall. I think it was just, Kara was convinced that she was, like, so she was, like, keep trying to get her someplace, like, you know, by the fire, or covered up in a blanket, or whatever. But I remember that being my excuse for, like, the cop found Alice at some point, and then we're like, oh, well, she was really sick, so we didn't really want to bother you with telling her, you know, telling you she was in the house. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Did you have that too, Greg, or? Um, maybe that's what it was, guys. Do you remember him saying something about, um, Alice, but I can't remember for sure. 
Like, ultimately, he just left, but I can't remember what led to that before that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so I guess none of us, for all of our games, Alice and Luther did get caught, right? Yeah. Okay. So the cop leaves, and, like, not too uh, far after that, Rose shows up, and she's like, okay, I got a way to help you guys out, or whatever. We're good to go. And then, um, from there, you get in the car with her, and you head north, and she takes you to, um, the, she takes you to, which is weird, she takes you to the Jericho ship, um, and she's basically like, if you, I think she says, if you wait here till midnight, it's gonna, there's gonna be a vehicle leaving to head to Canada, um, but, and she kind of just leaves you there and then um, so you go inside the ship and then you're looking around and you get Alice a place that's warm and then you were like I want to meet the deviant leader and I'm going to ask him for some uh, electronic passports and we can sidetrack sidestep her story now and we can go on to a different character we'll leave it there is that that cool? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Marcus, I guess. Or no, let's talk about Connor. Let's talk about Connor. My boy. Are you rubbing your hands like Connor? I guess. Does Connor rub his hands? <laughs> yeah, you never notice it? No, like I never the beginning noticed. of every chapter. Um I noticed it when like every time he went outside. But he would like blow in his hands and then rub them together like his hands were cold. Or Let's get this money. But then <laughs> I noticed he was doing that while he was inside too. Like once you start walking around, he would rub his hands together. Let's get it. So before we start on um, Connor, what's everybody's current death count with him at this point? Because some of you died with him, right? I think I only had died once with him. I died in the very the epilogue. Yeah, I think that's it. Trevor, you didn't die, though, no. right? Okay. Okay. Is it possible to die with him again? Yep. Apparently, it's possible just about every chapter, oh. which is crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> um, all right. So the so the first chapter with Connor is Russian roulette. So you get at you arrive at Hank's place, and you're trying to get him. Uh, you have a lead for another case and you get to his place and he's just like super drunk and um so you're trying to sober him up and convince him he needs to come with you to uh investigate this murder at this uh this this (laughs) this club did we mention that we were sneaking into his apartment or breaking in, actually? Oh, yeah, you break into his apartment because you're locked out. And the dude is, like, passed out on the – in his kitchen floor. floor. Well, you you didn't realize he's passed out. You, you think he got attacked or something. Because, like, you, you, you end up breaking into his kitchen, climbing through the window, doing your, like, scan thing on him and, you know, see that he's intoxicated. And you're like, oh, crap. So it's funny. Like, you, you, you pick him up. He's still passed out. And you – drop him in the shower and then you turn the water on and he wakes up and he gets pissed <laughs> it's funny and then um 
Well, that chapter is pretty straightforward. It's pretty short. You're just uh, sobering him up, talking to him, finding out a little bit more information about him while he's uh, getting ready. And then, uh, is this where you find out about his kid? Uh, I didn't. I think so. I didn't. Oh, I think it's one of those things. If you can if miss you get, it, quote unquote, decent in the previous chapter, he'll open up a little bit more. Are you so, sure? I think he, so. So he talked to you about him, or did you find evidence? It's like a dialogue him? option you get, I believe. Okay, because yeah, for me, like you have the point where you can, um, you get to Hank's place. And you can, uh, um... I think you have to find his son's name somewhere. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I think it was like, while he's waiting, like, you pick the shirt for him to put on, and then you're, like, waiting for him to get dressed, and you can explore things, and there's, like, six things, according to this flowchart, six things that you can, um, discover... And I discovered four of the six, so I did not know about his son. Do you know anything about his son at the end of the game? Or yes. Are you still yes, I, I found out later about his son. Okay. It was very unnatural how it happened in my game, though. This is, like, very, like, uh... <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... But, uh, yeah, um, so the next chapter is you guys arriving at the club, and it's not a regular club. It's called mm-hmm. Eden Club, and it's it's an android sex club. So, um, basically, humans go there to have good times with androids. And, um, <clears throat> uh, so you're, you're, you know, walking around just trying to figure out, okay, like, take me to the, to the room. You scan, I think it's something simple, like somebody got strangled or something like that. But uh, it's a little cool investigation section where you basically have to view the camera or the memory of the androids. There's like a bunch of different androids like on at poles and uh, on display. Like so, there's stripper pole androids and there's androids on display that you can buy time to have a good time in the side room. So you get to kind of look at their memory to see. The, suspir- the suspicious character that's exiting uh, the room at the time of the murder, and so you're like, con- like going between different androids and just piecing together this camera footage of this a- android as it's going through the club, and you're trying to follow and see where it ended up, and you end up finding it, and it, um, or you you end up finding the room it's in. And there's a whole bunch of, like, just lifeless androids in there. And then you get attacked by two androids. And uh, there was, like, a this is another quick time event where it's, like, you're fighting them off and trying to save Hank. And um, at one point, you get an opportunity, like, you chase them. And then you get an opportunity to shoot them. Um, what, what do you guys do? Do you guys take them out or not? Nah? No, I didn't shoot him. Did any of you guys shoot him? I shot the one that attacked you initially. Okay. So why did you not shoot it, Greg? Um, 
Just because you didn't think feel at that like point, it, or is it like a? <laughs> I think at that point I was just kind of like, you know what? I mean, they're not really doing anything, and I, I guess I was becoming like, you know, sympathetic. So I was just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. I can't either. Didn't <laughs> I wanted to know why she killed the person, so I did not shoot her because I didn't want to like. Did, did, I, I, huh? did they not tell you, or did you not piece it together by that point? Why she got attacked? I don't, I don't remember. But also, I was like, why is there two of them? Like, there must be something going on. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember if they, if they said or not, though. If you don't shoot them, then they, they explain why you know after right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I didn't shoot it because like there's always like I always feel like if I do shoot, it's just going to be lethal, and I don't want it to be lethal. You know, like does Hank want you to shoot? Uh, he, I think he says don't do it. It's or ambiguous, he, he isn't it? I felt like he was kind of saying, or maybe he's, I he he says. Don't. I feel like it's either he says something about it, or after you do, don't shoot him, he was like, "I think you made the right choice," or something. Yeah, like that. I, like I feel like with him, he's like, <clears throat> I feel like at this point, he still hasn't made up his mind how he like feels because. I think Greg is. I don't. I don't remember him saying "do" or "don't shoot." I remember him t- like making a comment on it after the fact. But I also played this part like two, three weeks ago, so could be mistaken. But uh, so what happened when you shot Trevor? Um, she dies, and then the other android. You know, that's when you find out they were lovers. Mm-hmm. And um, and then she's. What did she do? She probably kills herself or something like that, doesn't she? I don't think she killed herself, but she asked you to kill her. And then, like, you can either, you can decide to spare her or, you know, or kill her. And I spared spared her. Dang, man, just let her live through all that pain? We didn't need any more blue blood shed. Oh, remember how you guys were asking about blue blood? Speaking of blue blood, um, I figured I, I read some more stuff and I... It, it tells you tells you what it is. Did you guys read? Do you guys read the magazines or not? I, I read like some of them, but not all. Of them. I picked them up to read them later, but I never got around to it. Okay, so I read them all, or all the ones I saw. So the blue bud circulates energy and electronic electrical information through all of the Cyberlife androids. So I guess all androids have a power source. Power source. But the cyber life ones are the ones that have blue blood. So they mention like, um, I guess cyber life is an uh, American, as far as I know, uh, company, uh, because they said that there's Chinese um, androids that don't have blue blood and they're super efficient. Like they can last without being charged for for months. And then the Russian um, androids. Uh, they can work in a lot cooler temperatures than normal androids. They can work underwater. Um, and what else it said? Basically, uh, the blue blood works similarly to um, how blood works for humans. So if you lose too much blood, then you have a system shut down. But the blue blood, it uh, powers this. They have synthetic organs to maintain temperature, circulate the blue blood, and basically make the androids seem more human. 
so like they help inflate their synthetic lungs so it makes it look like they're actually breathing and all that so yeah that's what blue blood is I can't believe you guys didn't read these things. I mean, they were so uh, interesting. I did. I admit they were so interesting. They were really good. But, but had... <laughs> I was just going to say on the subject of Blue Blood, it's pretty much nano machine, son. <laughs> sure, sure. Get them, get them um, electrolytes. Pump it through the body. There was, an, there was another thing. So you guys remember in the beginning of the game, uh, the first thing with Marcus, and he's like painting, and he's saying like, androids aren't built for making art and everything like that right yeah yeah and then there was an article about this all android boy band called here for you and oh i think article, i saw that one in the article it said less than five percent of music is produced by humans in the world and well go ahead go ahead you know what were you about to say i was gonna say this is actually like a thing where they um machine learning is able to produce or at least infer like the sounds that people like yeah so there is this kind of like current trend of essentially like computer based music or computer generated music yes so it's kind of a touchy subject whether that is actually art or not because you know it's all algorithms yeah but um I think that's kind of what this um, is hinting at. Yeah. So, so what then you're saying I is Daft like... Punk is the future. Is there stuff computer generated? No, he's just saying they, that's oh, that's just their just aesthetic. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I was thinking like, man, if that's the case, like, it made me think like, what does future music sound like if only five percent is made by humans? So I was like, does all the music quote unquote sound the same, or like, is it just like no vocals at all, like? Is it mostly, I mean, like, club? If you think about pop culture and how pop music is generated and how a lot of it is very similar. Sure, but, it, like... It kind of makes sense. Sure, but I was just, yeah. like, even, like, vocals and, like, what genres are popular now? Because, like, unless... I don't know. It, I, I I thought it was interesting. Uh, it's not as interesting as the Blue Blood, but I just thought it was, like, less than 5% of music is made by humans? Like... Man, what are the humans doing? Are they all country singers or like, like what do they do? Huh. <laughs> I never thought about what genre. That's what I'm saying. The humans would be relegated to. Y- at that yeah, point. yeah. Because I mean, like, I guess got to be extremely niche, like super counterculture, sad boys music. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, just... I wonder if in this future, um. Have they finally decided if video games are art or not? Definitely not. They're all made by androids. Have they, You know, you're probably right. <laughs> have they figured out if loot boxes are gambling yet? They've mastered... They, they work crunch 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> They're just churning stuff out. They don't miss any deadlines, though. I know that. <laughs> um... Alright, so for my game, I didn't shoot her, and you, um, they, they embrace, kiss, or whatever, say they love each other, then you kind of just, they just run off, and I think at that point, I think, I think, and that's when Hank, in my game, asks, you know, like, what was, why did you do this, or whatever, or maybe it's later, I think it's actually might be the next chapter, so, 
this chapter is Hank is sitting by himself at the Ambassador Bridge and he's just drinking, just staring off into the distance and that's when you get to kind of talk with him and this is another pretty short chapter. It's just like a... I think this is... Is this where you guys find out about Hank's son? Maybe. I think he might have alluded toward it earlier, but I think this is where you actually get like the info dump. Yeah, I think this is where he asked me about the, um, uh, we talk about what happened at the club, and that's mostly what I talked to him about. So, is, when he brings up his son, is that what you get when, whenever you choose the suicide dialogue option? What? When you're talking to Hank, like, there's always a suicide dialogue option, like, whenever you're asking him Uh... about himself. I think you get you have to find that picture of his uh of his son I think in his house. I think that's when it comes up or I can't remember cuz I I never touched that subject cuz I figured that would decrease my um reputation with Hank. I remember there being a suicide prompt at one point, but I just don't remember it being that. This was like, at least prevalent. 3 times that I saw it. But I never touched it. Marcus Say that again? So, like, whenever you're asking Hank about himself, um, there's always an option. And it's not one of the unlocked options. It's, like, one, I guess one of the default dialogue options whenever you're having, like, a, a um, just a, port, a more personal conversation with Hank. And it'll, you know, one of the suggestions will be suicide. I might have saw it, but I don't remember. I... I... Maybe once or twice, but I didn't, uh, I never selected it because I didn't know it was, it wasn't enough context clues for me to be like, let me pick this in good faith. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was all like, I hate, I hate when that happens where it's just like, this sounds interesting, but can I get a little bit more like context clues before I select this? Cause there's no going back. So yeah, I, I I didn't I did not collect I didn't select it. Um, for me, this is uh, he he I think he draws the gun on every on you at this chapter. Does it he automatically, right? Who did Hank? he draw it on you guys? Yeah. Wait, are we? Is this the Meet Komsky chapter? No, 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 no. This is the the Ambassador Bridge. Mm, I don't think he, he drew a gun, gun on me, and like we were homies. I didn't understand this part. It, it threw me off. Like, oh wait, I've gone I too think far. He might have drew a gun on me. Cause like, I. Oh yeah, he does draw a gun. Yeah, okay, that's what, I was okay. about to say because I'm not gonna lie. Like Connor and Connor probably is my favorite section to play, and Hank is one of my favorite characters. But I like they have like a it seems more organic relationship. It's less forced, but there were so many like uh, leading up, like the whole first half that we talked about. um, First part of this, this game that we talked in the first pod was working towards getting Hank on my side and us being friends. So I started the second part. We were friends. So like, I didn't do anything the two previous chapters to not be his friend. Like, I was trusted. But, like, a lot of the actions that he took this second part of the game were, like, 
so the game says we're friends, but like you're not. It's weird. The game says we're friends, but you're not treating me like a friend right now, man. Well, I think that was just Frank or um Hank being a Hank. Like when he pulls the gun out, it's because he has all of this self doubt about androids in general, and like. Are these actual people? Connor's the first person to really make him question. Connor's the first android to actually make him question whether they're just more than machines. And now he's seeing how Connor reacts to um, the prospect of death. Sure. It's just... Which, I mean, that's a very extreme way to do it by pulling a gun on somebody, but. Especially yeah. considering. I feel like he needed to know. Especially considering the fact that he has died in a couple of our games. Like, yeah, at this point, but, I mean, they're pre-Hank. So, it, like, if he died, like, in my game, he's asked if you're dead and, you know, blah, blah, this and that. But if you had died, like, w- at least one other time before this, so, like, Hank has seen that process, him pulling on the gun should have been a, non- a non-factor. He shouldn't have done it, you know? See, I, I think it would be even more, like... If somebody died twice and they came back, I'd be more prompted to see, like, hey, are you really the same thing that I've seen, or are you just, like, a recreation, quote-unquote? Isn't he a recreation? I mean, I think he has an actual, like, they got his, quote-unquote, DNA, or whatever. But does Or he, his, quote-unquote, brain. But doesn't he remember everything that happened in every version of his... Well, now we're talking about clones versus, like transferring brains oh not honestly i think it's just like his the body is a hard drive and you're just transferring data it's how i saw it gotcha so like every every the hard drive is new but the data is old you know and it's constantly getting new data like when he goes to eating club that's all new stuff and if he died on the bridge he's going to remember everything that happened before that that all that data gets transferred onto this new hard drive, and then anything that it's happening is also getting written on that hard drive. Right. I'm just saying, like, I think Frank, or why do I keep saying Frank? Hank is second guessing whether Connor is an actual, like, thing with a quote unquote soul or just some clever program pretty much being used to trick him into doing his work better. Gotcha. Um, well, did he shoot any of you guys on the bridge? <laughs> uh, nah. No, I didn't get shot. Mm-mm. Okay, cool, cool. <sighs> so, let's sidetrack, and let's talk about Marcus. And then we'll pick back up with Connor, because their chapters start to intermingle a little bit. So let's go to Marcus. So when we last left off with Marcus, he just got to Jericho. So when we pick up with him, he's now in Jericho. He's meeting all the androids that are there. He's seeing these stark conditions that they're in. So there's a lot of androids that are on their last... Uh, I, I was going to have to say breath, but uh, last battery charge. I don't know. Like, um, they're, in, they're in bad shape. Um and uh there's a couple that are in working condition but like they're few and far between so um he ends up meeting uh oh actually did we talk about this 
didn't we talk about Josh and North and Simon? Or no? Am I tripping? I don't think we went to I don't detail. think we did. Okay, so there's three main androids that are part of this crew that you basically assemble at Jericho. And as I said, there's Josh, there's Simon, and there's North. So Josh is like, uh, or excuse me, Simon is seems like kind of like the leader of them, it seems like. Um, and then North is uh, a female android. And then uh, Josh is a male android. And I, I could even see this early on, like, especially this chapter. From this chapter on, like... Simon and North seem to be on the same page, but Josh was not. <laughs> so you could do something that, you know, was pro-Josh, and the other two would be like, nah, and, or vice versa. If you did something that North and Simon were like, yeah, Josh would be like, nah. So there was, you had three characters plus the um, uh, Jericho as like a... Um, gauge of like your the the uh decisions you're making how they viewed your decisions um so there was way more juggling of um factions yeah and and with marcus than there was so like with with kara you only really cared about alice and then once you got luther then you cared about how they felt about you um and then as Connor, you only really cared about how, how, uh, well, I take that back. With Kara, it was, um, Alice, then Luther, but also there was a public opinion one, I guess, as well, but who cares? And then with Connor, it was just Hank, and then with, uh, Marcus, it was Simon, North, Josh, Jericho and public opinion. So you had five things that you were juggling. Um, but uh, so you guys decide, like, or you decide, like, hey, like, um, all these androids are in a bad shape. There's a cyber life spare part facility really close by. We can hit them up at night, get some parts, and we can, you know, kind of stabilize some of these androids and, you know, like, We'll have a more strength in numbers, and um, so you guys ended up sneaking into. Oh wait, you want to talk about that, Dante? I forgot about that. I just vaguely remember it since it's been a while. But um, Jericho does have a leader, who um, I I guess she mostly calls the shots, but then she has the three North. Um, she seems more like the Oracle Josh. from the Matrix. Yes, she definitely does have that, like, hey, my hair is my wires vibe to her. But she's just kind of like this thing, and she's trying to teach you. Um, I can't remember if she, like, tries to heal you or something. I think she gives you, like, vision, or it is something like. Well, my character. Some spiritual. <laughs> my character, um, Marcus, had gotten injured on the way to Jericho, so she, like, heals him, like, when he first meets her. And is she injured herself? Yeah, she's, she's missing like her dome. <laughs> she's yeah, missing the top of her head. So she really only has like eyes, nose, mouth, and like a jawline. But she's missing like ears, the top of her head, the back of her head, and I think she's even like 
pretty stripped bare as far as like um, uh, I think it's kind of like a I don't think she has like a body in the normal sense I feel like she was also a little bit funky in that as well but I could be mistaken hmm. but anyways um, you guys end up going to the Cyberlife facility and you're you know you're, you, everything's going smoothly you get all your parts and you guys are stealing stuff and I think you guys end up getting spotted by an android and then yeah. you get to make the decision to take them out or to shush them up and um, then like the humans that are also security guards are like oh well let's go check over here and you get the option to shoot that guy or let the end I don't know it, there's, a, there's some cool little decisions that you can make here um, what did you guys end up doing? How did you guys tackle the situation? I gotta go back and look. So, I remember one of the androids saying he wanted us to he wanted to go with us, but then I told him no, and I think he snitched after that. Dang. Yeah, that's basically what happened in my story. Like I Dang. hid from the the security guard and kind of held him and told him um, we lost Trevor. You know, no snitching. But, <laughs> He still ended up ratting me out because I wouldn't let him come with us. I figured, you know, I, if he did come with us, or at least at this point in the game, I didn't know, like, the difference between deviants and non-deviants who are, like, still working for or working against deviants. And so I didn't want to risk taking him to Jericho and then him telling, you know, the humans where um, all the deviants were. Oh, well... I let him into my crew. Yeah, I did too. I was like, we need more black androids. <laughs> black androids gotta stick that, together. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm looking at that. It looks like there's like a bunch of stuff that you... Or like a bunch of choices you can make if you do that instead. Yeah, so um, I did... I, I hid with him. He becomes deviant. The guy comes around and I really wanted to shoot him, but I didn't. I stayed hidden. And then, um, so the dude joins up our crew, and then I think from there you get to um, keep looking for things, and you find a crate of androids, and you can choose to either free them or leave them. I'm guessing everybody freed them, or what you guys do? Yeah, I left them. Whoa, you left them? Yep. I don't even remember why. So? Like, honestly. Rude. (laughs) (laughs) I got mine. I got my blue blood. Did you free him, Dante? Do you know? I'm pretty sure I freed him. Okay, good. And then, um, so, oh, if you, I don't know if this happens, so, cool, so it's just me and you, Dante, um, if you accept the android to your crew, he tells you about a key, um, to the, and you can, um, go to the control room and get the key, and you can, um, get, like, that big shipment? Yeah, you can get a big shipment of parts. So this part is really cool because you have to go to the control room. There's two humans in there, and uh, you have to like take them down to, in order to get the key. And uh, so you end up. What'd you end up doing for that situation? Do you remember? Honestly, like, I remember there being a decision where people were saying like, "Hey, we need to get out now." Yeah, yeah. But then I, I think I stayed for longer and tried to get as much yeah that's the same exact thing I did I tried to be the hero 
And um, so there's a gun in there, and I picked the gun up, and I pulled the gun on them, and I just threatened to shoot them. And then they tried to, um, they tried to get the jump on me. And you have some situations where you could kill them or not, and I end up incapacitating them. So I, I did was able to do the non-lethal way. I'm pretty sure I did. And the then same. you get the key, leave with the truck, and then you have like a whole gang of parts. So that's where our chapters end. Where Trevor, I guess you guys just carry brought what you could. Yeah, because yeah. as soon as um, you tell the the one android that he can't come, he gets upset and and then he Spacious. calls he calls um the alarm when he. Hey man, should have brought him. So um, next chapter is. Uh, oh shoot. Um. So at this point, I think I don't remember why Marcus's butt hurt. Um, but he decides that we need to take us to the next level. There, you know, like androids are being treated poorly, and let's broadcast a message at the Stratford Tower, which is like the big um broadcast tower in Detroit. So they have this elaborate plan. It's pretty cool because um it's like multiple parts and basically it's like he, Ocean's Eleven. Exactly. He like infiltrates this building, he's dressed as something else. He has to like do a, a couple of steps in this plan to get these you know, get access to this room. He opens up a side door to let North in, who's also dressed in the same uniform as him. And then, so, like, this is all going on in a business building, like, on a business day. So, like, he's, you know, acting as normal as, normal as he can in incognito while still pulling off this elaborate plan. And they hack... Like, pseudo-hitman-esque, just, hey, let me disguise myself as this janitor and just kind of... Hack this <laughs> server. This yeah, building. exactly. And, um, they, um do that then they ride this elevator they do a laser cutter through this window to, to climb the, the tower to get to a higher point and then they let this side elevator open to let in Josh and Simon and then they, they climb even higher in the thing and uh, then you're like right outside the broadcast station before you guys and then there's two um, human security guards and you get the option to Take them down lethally or non-lethally. Do you know what you guys chose? Um, I'm trying to remember. Let me look at my choices. I'm pretty sure it's on there. I'm pretty sure um, I didn't do anything. Yeah, illegal. I did the non-lethal. I definitely shot that dude that was running away. <laughs> oh, no, no. I was talking about the two security guards. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, no, nah, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I disposed of them non-lethally. Yeah, I took them down non-lethally. Okay, but I yeah, Greg, this. that one guy. <laughs> yeah, he had to go. Yeah, so the, okay, cool. So you you <laughs> so you take out the security, and then you're like, all right, cool. Like we we got to go in. So you go into the broadcast room, and there's a bunch of people and some androids in there. You hold them all at like gunpoint, and you're like, yo, like nobody leaves. You know, blah blah blah. And then this dude, he just juts out and he starts running for the exit, and you get the option to shoot him or not. So it sounds like Trevor and Greg, y'all shot him. What'd you do, Dante? I let him go. Damn, I shot him too. 
I, I thought he would at least shoot him in the legs or something. That's what I, that exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No. This I man told took you, the kill shot. Dude, it was even fu- it was funny because like later on, like you hear in the game, like. Oh damn! He shot him right through the heart. The only person that could have done that is Landroid. <laughs> I was like, "Dang!" So yeah, uh, what what happens if you don't shoot him? Um, I think he gets away, but I think it doesn't really matter much in the grand scheme of things because you're about to broadcast that message anyway. Yeah. So then you end up broadcasting the message, uh, basically, and you. Just build a build a speech section where you can kind of choose like your your talking points. And this was another thing that was like uh, the the you didn't get enough context clues because I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, I want to I want to you know tr- uh, trickle in some of this, sprinkle in some of this, and he's like, basically like we want to be able to, our Second Amendment rights and you know all this stuff, and it's like, dang, dude, like I just wanted you guys to be treated equally, like. We could have just stopped right there. We didn't have to do all this other stuff. <laughs> like, we want our own land. and <laughs> You know, we, we actually need our own division of yeah, the NRA. Like, that's basically what it was like. It was just like, oh, man, I just wanted you guys to get treated equally. Like, we didn't have to, like, ask for, like, our own country, sovereign nation, and statehood and all this stuff. Like, it was, it was, it was too much. And, um, anyways, uh, the, uh, security of the building or cops i don't remember what it is they they find out you guys are doing you know like they're trying to you because you're broadcasting this live so they're like oh we got to get there so they they break in there's a shootout and um uh i think does simon get damaged for all you guys for everybody okay yeah so simon gets damaged and what do you guys end up doing about Simon? Because you, uh, I think you can opt to leave him or not. In the wait, do you get to leave him in the broadcast room or no? Yeah. Did you guys leave him or bring him with you? I left him. I brought him with me up to the roof. Yeah, place. I brought him to the roof. I think I brought him to the roof. I'm trying to look and see. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> It was like, okay, just to go back with the speech, it was like, demand recognition, demand end of slavery, demand equal rights, demand free speech, demand justice, demand right to work, universal. Well, see, the thing is, though, like, you know if you didn't tell those people, like, if you didn't spell out to the letter what you wanted, people are going to be like, oh, well, we gave them this. (laughs) Demand good means enough. reproduction. Demand territory. And it's like, what? <laughs> and then you can kind of end it, like, peacefully or not. And I think ultimately, like, I, I, what I wanted to get across was, like, for my Marcus, I wanted it to be peaceful. I didn't want it to be, like, and I'm willing to die for this because <laughs> I didn't want that to be a thing. Um, and that's when the SWAT storms in. And like I said, uh, I brought Simon. I saved Simon. So you left Simon in the in the broadcast room, Trevor. Yeah, that's ruthless. So we all took him up to the rooftop. So at this point, um, you got to jump off the rooftop, and you're like, "Oh, well, Simon, he got shot in his leg. He can't jump," <laughs> which is so stupid. Because <laughs> you're just literally just going off the edge of the rooftop with a parachute. So all he has to do is just pull him off the edge and he could pull the ripcord his, his arms still work um 
So you get to choose to either, like, basically they're like, well, we can't leave Simon as he is because if we do, then they're going to access his memories and know everything about where we're at or, or everything. So here's the gun, Marcus. You make the decision. And it's like, shoot Simon or spare him. So what did you guys end up doing? <laughs> spare with air Yeah, quotes. yeah. Actually, I'm looking at mine. He didn't even get damaged in my playthrough. Because I don't see anything about, like, having to make that really? choice. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Huh. So, um, for me, <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna... And then I saw an option, you could give him the gun. I'm like, cool, he could shoot himself, yes. <laughs> so I gave him the gun. And, uh, yeah, like, it ended up being alright. <laughs> I didn't have to make that choice, and I was happy about that. You remember what you did, Trevor? I mean, Dante? I definitely gave him the gun, as grim as that is. <laughs> you know, that's, that's really messed up. The more I think about it, the more I feel bad. <laughs> what if he would have shot you? Like, I mean, I could really I was hate thinking, him for like, it, I was thinking, know? like, oh, this is going to be like a last stand thing, is what I was thinking. Like, yo, man, hold him off for us. We appreciate it, partner. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually kind of what... I don't know. They don't show, man. They don't... Well, I'm just reading this guide right now, and it says... You can kill Simon, but this is not a good choice. It will lock you out of a bunch of stuff in the future. Mm. And Simon does hold off um, some people in the following chapter. Yeah, but so it's like really weird. So. It's weird because in my game, he comes back. Spoilers. So like hmm. Simon is in later chapters in my game. And I'm like, so what happened on the rooftop? Like, so you did jump? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's not explained in my game. And it was weird. Um. So yeah, and then you guys jump off the Stratford Tower, and you guys parachute away. Uh, the very next chapter, and this is when it starts to intermingle, is Connor and you and Hank are basically investigating the Stratford Tower and just trying to figure out what's happening. So it's kind of like it's a little bit slow, just because since you played it, you know everything that's happened, but you're playing as Connor, so you have to investigate. And so, like, the the people there have an idea of what has happened. You basically investigate, say, no, this is actually what happened. This is what actually happened. And um, you end up... uh, You end up interrogating some androids. There's three identical androids. And um, they are... Well, actually, I don't know if this is for you guys. But, um... For me, the androids are the guys that you let free. That I that I teamed up with was uh, were they were they the androids for you guys? I well, I mean, I didn't I didn't free them, but like, at you know, it was just three androids that I had to interrogate. But I remember there's three androids, and I think yeah, they were they were the guy that yeah. you freed at the uh, or that we teamed up with as Marcus. The only one I had freed was the one that um, that gave me the card, the security card, in order to get over there. Well, anyways, you interrogate them, and, like, one of them has gone deviant. You don't know which one, so you're, like, kind of, like, 
looking at their body language, and like right away, I knew which one it was, so I singled him out, and I was asking him everything, but he wasn't breaking, and then next thing I know, he just like goes crazy, and he rips out the thing in my chest of my Connor, and then you gotta like crawl over and plug it back in, and like you, you have to get up and follow him, and he's like got the gun and the hostage, and like he's shooting at people and then I didn't even get all that yeah he I, I died oh did you <laughs> die Dante yeah I didn't figure out which one oh. it was <laughs> I, I think the tell is like the, he yeah, starts looking like at you and kind of like yeah he, he turned his head on the first question I asked see I feel like I was watching that stuff but I just didn't I think I was locking into Some something else they were doing, tell. and it messed me up. Yeah, <laughs> so like, tell, but it so I I was right able one. to crawl to that thing, Greg, and plug the part back in my chest, so I was able to get up. And so he had already gone to that that hallway, like that you start off in, and uh, he has a mm-hmm. gun and he's shooting at. And he had killed uh, some of the a bunch of the cops, and at, like there's a shootout, and at a, at its point, he basically. You're another one of those situations where you have to choose between uh, charging at him, I think, or uh, saving Hank. And I opted to save Hank, and dude just murked me. Wait a minute, oh, what? Yeah, I got murked. Like the android, he, the deviant android took the gun. He, you know, he he killed a bunch of the cops, and he uh, basically you had to choose between saving Hank or going after him and I went to save Hank and I just Oh I had three options. What was your other option? Um to basically like to the right there's another security guard and you can grab his gun and then shoot the android. Oh. And that's what I picked. Oh. So basically you save Hank. Yeah I saved Hank. Did Hank die in your game? Well, well, I'm saying when when you choose that option, you save Hank and you don't die. Oh, well, I died. I thought there was only two options. Yeah, I guess I failed the quote unquote, you know, puzzle of the chapter, but everybody ended up living. So, hooray! <laughs> you know, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah, so I, I ended up dying as Connor. So you saved Hank. You didn't have that situation, Trevor. Or uh, Dante or Greg, right? Your your Connor died. Your your Connor yeah, died. Yeah, he just. Greg. Yeah, I didn't find that piece to put back in, and he just okay. dies right there. Okay, we, we finally had a chapter where everything branched off for all of us. <laughs> Wait, does this go into the rooftop stuff at all? Oh well, I guess you wouldn't have had it since your dude died. Well. I was wondering what happened because going up to the rooftop was an option, but as soon as I like started interacting with the um, with the androids, like that's when it kind of escalated and went to the next part. Okay, so I never got a chance to. Maybe go up I should there. take I should take over for a little bit. Essentially, as Connor, you get the option to investigate the rooftop, given that he's still alive at this point, and. Um, from what I remember, you can see a couple of trails of like blue, but blue blood from who was it? Mm-hmm. Simon. And I think you can find Simon, and you're given a couple options. According to this thing, you can either rush him, 
you can get shot by Simon, or um, Simon can get destroyed by the SWAT team. So, from what I remember, I think I got to Simon as Connor, and I think I was able to... Um, I think I read his mind or something, and I found out where Jericho was from that. Hmm. It was either that or Simon blows his brains out, and I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have that, so I was already dead. We were all dead. Or, in Trevor's case, you didn't have to deal with, You didn't have to do that, Trevor? No. Like, I completely skipped over the rooftop part. I had the option to go up there, but... I honestly, you know, since I did play as Marcus on that section, and I know there wasn't any evidence on the roof, I didn't feel inclined to go up there as Connor. So, have we actually talked about the software instability? No, we have not. Thing with can we can we start going into that because it has pretty big repercussions okay. in the upcoming okay. chapters. So essentially, another gameplay mechanic that Connor has that the other androids don't is something known as software instability. And essentially how it works is instability is what causes androids to be deviant. So the more actions that you take that go against Connor's quote-unquote desired programming, um, the more your software instability um, increases and the more deviant he becomes. Or if you just choose to kind of do the rote, I'm going to be a good android thing, your software instability level goes down, and I'm pretty sure that can lock you out of a lot of choices in the chapters that are about to come up. Oh, really? And this is, yeah, this is coming up throughout the entire I never game, kn- so, knew what it um, meant, and I just kind of put it together at the end that it was like, oh, it's like his opportunity to go deviant is what I thought it was. Huh. I never thought about that. Like, It's almost like Mass Effect or Fallout where... Once you hit a certain threshold with this ability, you get more options. But there's no way, there's no tell, unlike Mass Effect or those other games where it's like, oh, this is the red, op- the, the you know, the renegade, this is the paragon option. Well, it's not you know literally red fact. or blue, but it's anything, kinda, yeah. yeah, anything where it's like, hey, I'm acting more like a human and less like an android, that's going to increase your instability. Okay. All right, that's cool. Like, n- like not shooting the androids in that um, strip club chapter or whatever, that was going to increase your instability because you were programmed to destroy deviants. So going against your original coding, mm-hmm. essentially. Okay. Um, anything else on that chapter? Or we we can hop into the next one. Okay. I think that's it. So the next chapter is Meet Kamsky. And uh, so one of the magazines speaks about Kamsky. And basically, he was the original founder of Cyberlife, the, origi- the, the original CEO. And he was the one that basically made robot or made the androids have the blue blood in their whole system. And he ended up reaching a... He was, like, a super successful... Because he did this as a young person, like a 20-year-old. Think, like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's, like, where he's, like, you know, in college. And he comes up with this, and he gets massively rich. And so he's, like... 
a billionaire multi time many times over and he ends up breaking away from the company over some disagreements and like he's s- s- uber wealthy and he just kind of went off the grid and uh you end up finding a lead to where he lives so you can ask him about these models of androids and why there are so many that are going deviant and um he's a very (laughs) very interesting character um exactly how i pinned him like he's kind of like a dick in like a tech bro-y type of way where he's just like you know very he's wearing his sandals (laughs) everywhere (laughs) i like how that is like your definition (laughs) Hey man, I know the type. Yeah, I didn't know how to explain it, but that is a very apt uh, description. <laughs> he has a man bun. That was another thing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he has like three female um, servant Tracy's. Hot, say that again. <laughs> no, I said Tracy's. Yeah. Three female uh, servant androids, and so you're you're talking to him and like. He's really not giving you any information. And he's basically like, he gets one of his servants, he gets a gun out, and then he just has her kneel in front of him. And he's basically like, puts the gun to her head and he's like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. If you want me. Wait, does he hand you the gun or does he. Yeah, he gives you the gun. He hands you the gun. Yeah, he's like, if you want all of the answers to what I know pull the trigger otherwise don't pull the trigger i'm not telling you anything because he basically wants to run the experiment and see like oh like you're asking about deviance well your job is to you know you work for cyber life you work for the 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 detroit pc or you know detroit uh police department so your number one mission is to accomplish your mission so you should do it by any means that's how robots are written but let's see what you do let's see if you do what is right for machine slash android code or if you do what's right for human code and so hank is kind of i i don't i still don't remember if hank tells you like in the moment what you should do um but what did you guys did you guys end up shooting the android or sparing it uh, I spared it. Yeah, I spared it too. I spared it. You better have spared it, Marcus. <laughs> so we all spared it, so we didn't get no information. If I had known that, I would have... Sh- <laughs> <laughs> so, this is like one of those things where if enough people play this a giant bomb, I feel like this would have been a candidate for best moment. Because... Um, Every time you boot up Detroit Become Human, you um, you get greeted by this android, Chloe, and she's like, oh, well, how was your day? How are you doing? And she's just kind of greeting you as a player into the game. When you walk into this place, mm-hmm. it's Chloe. And it just it, it threw me off because it kind of broke the fourth yep. wall in a really weird way. And I was you like, know what would have been well, even cooler? If we, if you offer the next time you started up, it was a different android. 
I think that might be the case, actually. Like, there's something that happens at the end of the game. Yeah. Actually, no, no. No, you know what? I'm going to go into this now because I don't think it's a spoiler. Um, so, Chloe... Actually, no, this is okay. a spoiler. We're going to go into it later. All right. Yes. So, <laughs> we all spared her, and so we leave, and outside... Hank is like, yo, like, what What are you doing? Like, why didn't you do that? And why did you spare it? And then, like, you can give an excuse for why you did it. And then he's like, like, I, like, I know for me, I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do my job. I'm sorry. And blah, blah, blah. And he, he kind of was like, well, just because you didn't do it doesn't mean you did the wrong thing, you know? And it kind of like, you got Hank's approval, even if you didn't necessarily... Uh, accomplish your mission, you know what I'm saying? So it was like another path towards getting Hank's approval, which was cool. And um, so the the this chapter, this next chapter, is Last Chance Connor. And so this is something we haven't talked about. Every chapter you start with Connor, you start off in this like. It's almost like an after, afterlife section, and it's like is it Cyberlife headquarters or something. Oh, and, with Amanda, the female equivalent of the dude from the, the Matrix, uh, like the Morpheus? end boss of the Matrix. Not Morpheus, like Agent Smith. The dude, oh, I can't think of his name. No, it's not the end of the first Matrix. It's like the end of the trilogy. Like all I can think of is dude in this all-white room that's uh, all-knowing. The and, wizard. <laughs> um, yeah, close enough. We'll go with that. Was it the architect? I think it might the have been. The only thing I remember from Matrix 3 is the mech parts. <laughs> um, anyway, so you can we go hadn't on. really discussed her, because I honestly didn't think that she was important, which was stupid of me. Um, but yeah, she's like, basically, I don't know if she's high up in cyber life, or if she is in your mind or what like I believe this place is in your mind and you can go to this place at any time or as Connor not as the player but before each mission you're in this place you can pay respects to the the former Connors RIP they have grave sites you know um, but every time you meet this, this woman uh, Amanda and you talk to her and she basically she's just there to make sure you're in working order and to like debrief you about your mission and what's coming up and she seems to be the thing like to make sure that you are still accomplishing like you 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 don't deviate and become a deviate and to make sure you accomplish your mission so like I didn't get that in the beginning so I was like oh this is another person to try to get on my side but as I got further on and like you're you're hit with these different scenarios and then like I'm like acting less like a police officer slash machine and more like a human, she started to I started to lose favor with her. And um she basically in this chapter, she's basically like, um, this is your last chance to do, you know, your your thing or you'll get decommissioned for good. And so she wants you to find the location of Jericho and put a stop to the deviants. 
uh, and put a stop to at this point Marcus is considered he's he's referenced as the deviant leader because of the stunt that they pulled at the Cyberlife Tower or excuse me the Stratford Tower so he's he's leading this this revolution this 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 coalition of deviant androids and they're assumed to be at some place called Jericho the Jericho stronghold so you basically are trying to get there as Connor and put them down uh, to stop them from uprising and uh, um, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of jumping around now um, and actually I actually jumped a little too far ahead with Connor um, the chapter before that that one I'm just referencing is you play as Marcus and you guys are spreading the gospel of your group so you're literally like going to a public place like the mall that you went to in the very beginning of the game or the, the shopping area to buy paints for Carl you are now here with your crew and you're basically converting uh, androids into deviants by like putting your hand on them and basically saying you're free <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically turning all these you're yeah, woke all now. these androids into deviants to follow him so he's gaining a uh, a cult following if you will and then at this point you um uh no oh my god I goofed I went huh? okay no, that's not no. That's that not freedom like march. Freedom that's, march. I, I I forgot to do the one before that. Yeah, my bad. So oh, so Capital okay. Park well, is let's... you and North going to uh, a shopping area, and basically you want to leave send a message to to Detroit and just to, to society, and so you basically want to break into this place. Or and leave a message so you have to figure out a way to break into this building and um, you have to make sure that you're not on security, you have to cut the security cameras you have to take out the drones you have to convert the uh, androids in the area so they don't snitch on you and um, long story short like you end up spray like you can at this point like you you have a bunch of androids on your side it's really late at night you block the road off so there's no cars coming through and you get the option to vandalize or to just um spray paint and spread your message and so did you guys like break windows and turn over cars or did you just leave like banners and spray paint and, like your peace sign and all that stuff uh just the banners peaceful, the peaceful way and spray paint that was it yeah yeah, I mean, I pretty much did what every like twelve-year-old does in Overwatch and just spam my emoji everywhere. I'm guessing you did that too, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, mine was okay. peaceful too. So now we're at the Freedom March. You're back at the mall. You're converting more androids. All the all your crew is with you. You're leading a march, um, and uh, yeah. <sighs> Wait, wait, wait! Before we, before we leave that last chapter, there was one choice where, I think you corner an officer with another group of androids. Do you guys remember that? I think you're thinking of the one we're about to talk. Let me see. No, it's Capitol Park, according to the thing I'm looking at. 
like the police patrol arrives and then an officer and his partner start firing on the um, fleeing androids. And that's how you actually exit that chapter because you kind of retreat or take care of the problem. Okay, yeah. So the um, the police patrol arrives and then you get the option to... Um, I don't remember what the options are, but it looks like I, I let the crowd decide. So I still didn't want to make a decision at this point, personally. Um, gotcha. Apparently that's still a negative decision, too. Yeah, it was a negative. I lost favor with um, with North. Public opinion. Yeah, with North, oh, yeah, though, too. Oh, this it's is kind of like, March term, it's, I think. It's, it's the chapter else. before. Yeah, so, so at this oh, point, so, so Marcus is this revolutionary figure like leader of this organization and josh is essentially like he's the non he's the non-violent angel on your shoulder and or i won't even say angel he's the non he's the non-violent side and then north is the by any means possible side and it's like well, at this point, What's Simon the is the, in the picture. The third. So it's it's gotcha. before it was Simon. Like he was more on. He didn't. Re- he was the, he was the thing exactly. keeping everything in check before you arrived, and now he's gone. So now exactly. these other two factions have kind of. Hey, we need he was to the go tiebreaker. this way or this way. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you get to kind of choose so like if you choose one side you're losing favor with the other side and so like it's it's a super reductive way to look at like the two things that they're most closely you know picking from you know it's like oh nonviolent Martin Luther King oh by any means Malcolm X or you know like those are the two things and it, it, it's just um it's not really. I don't know. I I, I felt like this was enough. This wasn't like a, the more egregious to me, where it was just like we don't really want to delve really, really deeply into like the philosophies behind these things. But like, if we have this choice, and it's just like, oh, you have to choose one or the other, then it, it just kind of like, oh, we can. S- just having this is saying something, even though it's not really saying anything. And then um, it goes even further, because um, I, I honestly don't remember this police patrol, like when they when they pop up, what happens? But in the in the Freedom March, which it's titled Freedom March, stuff goes down in this chapter, and this chapter like really run me the wrong way because. Um, so like this chapter I hate this chapter like this is like when I like officially was like yo this character I don't like this character I don't like this story with this character anything with this character and so you are converting you're converting all these androids you're seeing at the shopping area and then you get this huge crew behind you it's everybody from, from Jericho and you start walking down the street and you guys are start chanting, and you guys are march literally marching in the street, and then like, it, I gotta pull up an article because they have the the quote, but it's like, you can chant like, 
Um, there's four options. It could be like it two or three, options. or maybe more than I, that. Like we several, are alive. Yeah. We have a dream, which is just like, are are you serious? Like, what do you? <laughs> yeah. That and was... then like um, the mm. other one was like, um, it, it's just. I th- like okay yeah so it says we have a dream I think therefore I am one planet two races or equal rights for androids and it's like what are you doing like <laughs> you're just wa- like you're literally walking down the street and you're just sh- chanting that and then and then you 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 walk to the end of the street and the cops show up and then the cops. I mean, they're they're armed. They're really, really armed to the tooth, to the teeth, and um, they block the road. And then you get the option to—I don't remember what it is—but it's you like raise your hands at them, or you can raise like a fist, or some something else. And it was just like. I think it's you stand your ground but, but like, or you charge you can, like you can raise your fist you can raise your hand like you know don't shoot and it's just oh, like yeah. you're you're just ripping stuff out that I, I was so, I was so salty I was so salty or, or you yeah can you kneel. can kneel you can kneel yes you can kneel you can you can, you can uh, huh. it's kneel raise your hands raise a fist or charge at them those are your four options, and like, what did what did what did? It's it's I think it's really poorly handled. Basically, it, it just like he, you're still not saying anything with these statements. You're like literally like co-opting other movements, I guess for this game and you're not really making a statement you're literally just saying like oh this is similar let me this is what they would do in this situation yeah it's it's drawing a parallel like like I get why the chapter exists but there's definitely a better way to do it like you have to have this chapter in the game because that's whole like that's Marcus's storyline him creating this uprising or whatever but at the same time you don't have to Make a mockery of previous and like this this entire chapter in the chapter before. Yeah, it was like the way the androids refer to themselves is they a lot of a lot of what they're saying is we are slaves and free our people. There's a lot of our people and like a us versus them language, and like Marcus was a servant for a very wealthy dude. He didn't live a struggled life. You know, it wasn't until the situation happened where, like, it—he didn't have a struggle. Like his his owner wasn't abusive. His his master or whatever you want to call it wasn't abusive. The part where the thing—he was a house slave. Yes, and then on top of like, that, too, it's like, yeah. part of me is like, maybe like was the. It's so easy to, like, see the situation that he was in would have played out the same exact way where if the white dude was like, no, he did it, 
they would have listened to him because he was white and but in this situation they listened to him because he was a human versus an android right it was like this situation played out the his owner died from a heart attack and then the cops show up and say who done it and then the white guy the white human is basically like this black android did it and like it's so easy to like if you take away the fact that they're their race and that's like what they what they're trying to do in this game they're basically saying like all humans are the same and all androids are the same but then they still have this race element to them that they're still piggybacking off of so it, it's re- wait so what i'm saying I'm is is in like real life like not detroit mm-hmm. 2038 in that situation right right, right. A cop shows up, an old man is dead, a white guy says the black guy did it. Mm-hmm. In most situations, mm-hmm. Marcus would still be in the same position as he is in as he is in Detroit. Detroit. So but the fact okay. that okay. he's a black android and it's a white human person, it's like is it the fact like it, it's really hard for Oh, okay. Like, is it the fact that he's exactly a person of color, or is it because like, like, or is it if they would have played it out and he was a white android, it would have been easier for me to see like, oh, androids are treated unfairly. But if I'm looking at for Marcus's shoes, I'm like, but you really, he is. Marcus is a deviant. You become a deviant. Yeah, he become. No, but I'm saying when he gets shot yeah. originally. Yeah, he is. Yeah, because you get to choose the part, because uh, at that no. point, the Leo is punching you or pushing you, and you can break it and become a deviant, but you don't have to... Oh. Okay, yeah. he's like yeah. five seconds into his deviant thing. Yeah, though. he had just become deviant. He had so just it, become... It's just, it's just kind of like, like... Yeah, okay. Besides that one part in your life, you haven't... I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to judge him, but, like, you haven't had, like, a struggle or anything like that. So, like, how do you go from being a super well-off android to being, like, the leader of this resistance movement? Like, it's 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 insane to me, like, how he is the, the, the person that's most qualified to be in this situation. Because, like, even, like, did you guys hear freaking north's background and she was like a wasn't she basically it seemed ex- like she yeah. had the same storyline exactly Tracy from she the was Eden a Club. sex android that just all of a sudden one day she snapped and she killed a client and then she just ran off and like i can think in her situation and this is another thing that they like this is a david cage thing but in her situation, she's probably getting abused a lot. Like, you know, like, just because of how it is with sex work, you know? Like, she probably has to deal with some less than savory individuals. And, like, her having to, feeling like they're not being treated equal is an everyday, <laughs> it's an everyday occurrence for her. But, like, Marcus had this one thing, and now he's like, we're slaves. We're not treated, you know, like, we're not treated equal, which, exactly. The leader of the it revolution. Was like, literally, every day, but one day of yeah. your life, you haven't been treated that, you know, equally. And it's just, like, super convenient that it's like, let's put this a- this black android as the face, and then we're going to co-op all these things that are happening in current day 
and it's just very messy. It's very messy. And the the other thing too, like just that I want to get it off my chest, and I didn't think about it till I read it, so that's on me because I'm not well versed in this. But like both the well, not both, but the Kara situation and North situation. I guess this is a thing with um, David Cage where he has to portray his women as victims. So a lot of times it's domestic abuse is like the what part of the part where she she had to get repaired because she got destroyed by her owner. Okay, okay. But I just thought you were talking about like she's kind of at the wheel of a man in the story who drives. Oh no, no! It's it's mostly just like the their situation is like. We have to get out of this really... Like, every situation she's in, like, when she gets to Zlatko's, it's the same thing. There's this terrible man that's, like, trying to control her and, you know, like, take advantage of her because she's, like... You know? It's just... I, I did some reading about, like, their situation with, um... Quantic dreams and like the things that they've been going through, and um, it uh, it's it's interesting. Um, it's interesting some of the things that stay in his games, and uh, yeah, like how he is as a as a, as a developer. Because I had this quote that I had pulled up, and I don't have it right now. But let me see if I can find it real quick. Because it's pretty telling about this dude. Um, I mean, one thing that I saw specifically that kind of relates to what you're talking about with Marcus is the fact that, you know, with the allegations that, um, you know, David Cage was involved in some of the um, the homophobic and, and racist um, comments or, or whatever that was going around the office at Quantic Dream, you know, his response was, oh, well, that's not true because yeah, you know, that's we work the quote. with Ellen that's Page and, and she, she LGBT fights for um, LGBT and, and we also work with Jesse Williams and, and he fights for, you know, he's an act, a civil rights activist. He said, judge me by my work. And I'm like, my dude, your work's not saying anything. You're like just middle of the road. You are literally like, we're on the fence on this and you can kind of choose which side you want to be on. That's what your work says. Uh, see, I we'll have to get to the end of the game, but I think he does take a little bit of a stance as far as like it's that stuff. All right, but well, that's let's, later let's in the game. Get, let's get to that because I don't know. I I got re- I got really disappointed at this part, and I just was like, I was playing this game, and I was like, I like the game, but I don't like what is happening, and. It just kind of like it's like a wet blanket over my enjoyment of this game, really. I'm I'm more so disappointed in like how it escalates because of how quickly. Like I know this doesn't take place like within a couple of hours, but how quickly Marcus becomes like the deviant leader. Yeah, and he's like this super militant person, and then um, he also gains these abilities where at one point he has to verbally convince an android to become a deviant and then just he put can, his hand on you 
you know, make a, an android become a deviant by just simply touching And then later on in that mark, she's just pointing fingers. And then in this... Exactly. It's like, it doesn't even explain like, how he gets these powers. Yeah, that scene where he was activating the stuff was a little extra. But I was going to say, he did get messed up pretty badly by the police, and I feel like, I don't think he def like, logically speaking, there's no way he should have been the Jericho leader. But the whole scene where he's in, like, the dumpster and, like, pretty much pulling himself out, he's literally pulling himself out of the grave. You can tell, like, there is a factor of vengeance to him. And I think that's kind of what empowers him to do what he does. And it that's what gets him, gives him the drive for the subsequent chapters. I, I know where it comes from. I just don't think it's, like, justified. I guess is where I'm at. Because he seems so green behind, yeah, like, I, I you know, like, like so green and so fresh, like getting to Jericho, and then like he does one mission that you play with them, and they're like, oh, like he did this heroic thing and got all these parts. Now he's in charge, and now he's like the militant leader, and yeah. oh, now yeah, he's yeah. a mix between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Like, <laughs> it went like zero to a hundred in like one and a half chapters. And. Like, I agree with that, but I also think that's a lot of video games. I guess maybe it does that's get pretty video game the disappointing part. It's like, I felt like the game had the opportunity and I really wanted it to, to say something, but then it resulted and ended up just being a video game again. And like, that's kind of where I left off at it, especially or mostly with Marcus's story. I don't necessarily have as much of an issue with Kara and Connor's story as I do with Marcus's. Like, I don't know. Like, if I could, I would have been fine with like maybe in a new game plus. Like, do you want to play the game again, or do you just want to play this character's story? And I would have been like, yeah, I'll play Connor's story again, or yeah, I'll play Kara's. I'm good on Marcus, though. I'm good. Because I, I was thinking, like, the Marcus that you play in the beginning of the game wouldn't have been the type to be like, yo, let's go to Cyberlife and steal their stuff. Yeah. But he was a dude that got shot, though, and had to pull I mean, you're not you're not wrong, graveyard. but also I'm saying, like, I don't know. It's... Like, I'm just saying that event changed. Like, I get what you're saying, You're too. right, it did change it, but I just felt like some of the things, like, what about the let's break into this place and air our message? I don't. I like. For me, like the getting shot and seeing all those other androids. Sure, I want to make sure that the androids that are here at Jericho are in working condition because I saw some messed up stuff in this android graveyard, and like, I want to make sure my people are good. But going to the tower, that's not Marcus. <laughs> you know, breaking in and killing people and airing this this message out that's not Marcus to me but like that's maybe just me being too protective of the Marcus that I had in my I don't know in my head or I don't know yeah I guess hashtag not my Marcus right um doesn't even spell so, his name right yeah like <laughs> this standoff like there's a couple of different ways it can go um 
the cops basically just like they like just like in real life i guess i don't know like they <laughs> basically say hey we're not going to do what you ask us to do you can either stay here and get bodied or you can uh just disperse and um what what happens for me um oh yeah so stand your ground charge or leave and i think i opt to leave and the police still open fire and i'm like hell nah so i go to sac like i, I honestly because i was so tired of this character i opted to sacrifice myself but because i had ch- uh what's his name um um, sacrificed himself for me. The uh, android that I had got at Cyberlife, he sacrificed himself for me. So my Marcus stayed alive. So um, yeah, my Marcus is still alive. What about you guys? What happened for your guys' games? He got shot, but it like it wasn't like a fatal thing. And then somebody grabbed him, I believe, and somebody. I want to say when the person who tries to say or the person who grabs him gotcha. basically gets shot so he kind of saves you the which part was this freedom march um so i chose to charge forward and Did you just dip out no i think they? they won um the androids well, you took down the cops like yeah they they basically like won, and I think at that point he planted his. Was that the part where he planted his flag? Oh no, that was remember. that was um, later like on. I, that was yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I guess that chapter ends where they like you know fend off the police and the police um, um, surrender, <laughs> police surrender or retreat. <laughs> you know what happened here. <laughs> I really don't know. I'd like to say I had the androids disperse okay. at some point. Um. Yeah. Well, the what's up? So after this, I guess yeah, okay. you guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No matter what happens, I guess you guys head back to. Um, what am I trying to say? Jericho. You guys head back to Jericho, and. So at this point, all three of the characters are at Jericho. Um, Marcus, or let's see, so Connor, he gets, uh, no, 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 no. So uh, Kara is back at Jericho. Um, Connor, he gets that ultimatum from Amanda, and he's basically like, oh, I have to find, uh, put a stop to these deviants and their leader. Um, So he has to find evidence of the location of Jericho and uh, he comes to and he's in the police station um, with Hank and they have just gotten kicked off the the case in favor of this FBI guy and I guess depending on how friendly you are with Hank he will let you he will create a distraction for you so you can go to the evidence one last time to try to piece something together to get a lead. Um, did you guys all get this part? Because you guys were all cool with Hank, right? 
he wasn't buddy enough or I wasn't buddy enough with him for him to to create the distraction but I just did it I think you go and open up a cell and let one of the uh, okay yep and, well, and that creates the distraction of, I guess for the rest of us we get to look at the previous deviants that have been on the cases and the destroyed ones and kind of see if they knew any of the whereabouts of Jericho and you can either like put parts in them to bring them back to life to interrogate them or um, find other evidence pieces or whatever um, it was a cool little sequence you have like 11 minutes to like look over evidence that you have run through with Connor throughout the entire game in order to uh, piece together the location and uh, I actually enjoyed this part it, it kind of reminded me of Life is Strange uh, when you're playing as a uh, Chloe, and you get all that evidence to try and like uh, in uh, yeah, what's her You're name? At the she little board up, uh, in your house or I don't whatever. The girl's name. Yeah, yeah. Chloe. It reminded me of that, where it's like, okay, yeah, here's everything that you you know run across. Like, how do we piece this together to solve the case? So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and you end up finding the location of Jericho, and you see Connor doing a lot of the traversal that Marcus did to get to the ship. And then so he hops on the ship, and so now all three characters are on the ship. Um, oh. Well, you can fail this, me. too. I didn't know you failed. Oh. I didn't. I didn't realize that. There's an option. Did you fail, Trevor? Well, we ain't talking no. about the losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... Greg, did you get past it? Yeah, I did. Okay. I got really worried, though, because I was, like, down to the last minute or something, and then, I forget, something just popped up, and I was like, oh, well, gotcha. this guy literally told me everything I needed to know. Yeah, I think I switched the parts, um, um, I can't remember who it was, but Ralph was in there. I really wanted to reactivate Ralph, but I ended up reactivating the blue-haired Tracy, and <laughs> she actually wouldn't talk to me. So I had to go and, and basically take the other Tracy's head off and make it look like I was Jeez. her. Just so that she would talk to me and then she told me the whereabouts of Jericho. And I didn't want to do this, but the game made me. But I guess um, the blue-haired Tracy realizes that you're not actually the other um, Tracy. And then she starts to freak out and and, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't even have. I didn't have either of those characters. Her, didn't so I didn't run into, or I didn't kill the girl, and I didn't see Ralph. So for me, like, I broke the RA nine statue, and there was evidence inside of it. And then I took the parts out of yep. the black android and put, or the excuse me, the uh, the white android from the the first the epilogue, and I put it in the black android. The um, um, the dude that was, uh, yeah, no, not him, because he couldn't come, he couldn't work, the other one, the other android, um, I don't remember now, but yeah, and I, I was able to get the location of, of, um, so I only had, like, two evidence pieces that I had to go through, it was really cool, though, doing that part, I enjoyed it. Isn't this a section where, like, Part of the decision you make is like whether you want to try and Cyber find Jericho or if you want to find more about. Um, I don't know. 
as RA9 or something like that. Because I felt like there's this decision you make here kind of changes like his um, that percentage. What is it again? I forget now. I actually the instability. Yeah. I could probably guess that it would. I believe because the choice I made was just to, to you know try and find Jericho, but thinking back on it, I was like, oh, if I would have done the other thing, then it's basically going to increase his instability, and it's like you're trying to find out, um, you know, more about uh, RA9, but... So the god I'm looking at is pretty good about marking things that affect instability, and it doesn't seem like there's anything in this chapter. Hmm. But... I know there's definitely some RA9 stuff around this part. Um, the, uh, <clears throat> um, the, uh, ultimately, though, after this chapter, it leaves everybody at the Jericho ship. So, this, from this chapter on, these last three chapters, you're hopping between the characters. Um, it gets a little confusing to try to explain it, so I'm gonna, we'll try to do our best. Um, Basically, Connor's mission, once he gets to the Jericho ship, is he wants to meet the leader of the Deviants, and he has an important decision to make once he meets him. Um, for Kara, like I said, Rose has taken her and Luther and Alice to the Jericho ship, and they have to meet with the leader of the Deviants and get the electronic passports. Is Marcus alive for all of us at this point? Yeah. So he can die. At the yeah, I didn't know he could be dead. So um, yeah, he can definitely die. For I guess he's alive for all of us. He's the leader of the deviants. If he if he died, then it becomes North, which I couldn't find. Uh, I I believe you don't get to play as North. You just watch it play out when it goes to Marcus's parts. So it's still you get to see what happens, but it's just being played out with North instead of Marcus. And it's just played out through cutscenes. But um, you're basically waiting out at the Jericho ship to plan the next move that your crew is going to make. So, it, like I said, this main part, it's hopping between uh, Kara and Connor. So Kara, she finds a warm spot for Alice to, to chill. She kind of like, yo, Luther, keep an eye on her. I'm going to go look for the leader and talk to him about these passports. Um, you end up finding Marcus and you're just like, hey, um, I got me, a little girl, and another person. We're trying to go to Canada. Um, we heard that you could help us score some electronic passports. He's like, yeah, we had a guy that used to work for this thing. He can get you set up. And you're like, all right, bet. Um, and you're supposed to be getting these passports, but he's like, just sit tight or whatever. And, uh, when you head back, you see a girl, and you it looks just like Alice, but it's not Alice, but also this girl is an android. And at that point, you realize, oh crap, Alice has been an android this entire time. Uh, I Actually, I forgot to mention, Luther wanted to tell you something before you left, but you were like, hold up, tell me when you get back. So when you get back, he sees you looking at this girl, he's like, yeah, like, she we didn't know, or like, I guess, I can't, you know, like, you didn't know, um, what are you going to do? And at that point, you get the option to keep treating Alice the way you've been treating her the entire game, 
and just embrace her and basically your role as like being a mother figure for her even though you both are androids or you can I guess denounce her I, I don't really know what happens I'm assuming everybody like still embrace Alice you guys aren't monsters right yeah uh, okay. Can we just... Okay, I need my own aside right now. So, this was the one... I shouldn't say the one thing, but this was the biggest, like, middle finger to me in this game. I just don't feel... Like, they were doing so much with Alice and Kara and their relationship as a human with an android... And then they just went and undermined all Alice of it. Alice and Android, you mean? Alice a human, I felt like. Alice and Android, yes. Sorry. And it just upset me so bad. Like, I wasn't mad that she was an Android. I was mad that they... I thought they did a really good job making Alice evolve and care for um, Kara as a character. But then they just for almost no reason whatsoever decide oh well let's make it so Alice is a um, android as well go ahead. Go ahead. and it just really rubbed me the wrong way I guess uh, I was I was saying I guess they just do it just to kind of add that emotional aspect to like the end of the game maybe I mean that's the only justification I can think of like I mean I feel like it diminishes like without going too much into the ending like I feel like if Alice was a human and the stuff happened... I don't it think might it's any more or any less impactful because it, it's not Alice's yeah. story, it's it's Kara's story. And I think, like, the, the main thing is, like, every every character has a different way of showing you that androids are capable of being seen as humans. So, um, I guess with with all of them, there's this sense of showing empathy... And then I guess for um, for Marcus, it's we want to be treated equally with everybody, human or android. Uh, Connor is like, even though this person, like we don't know this person's side of the story, so instead of being so quick to judge, we should hear them out before we you know we judge them or whatever. And then I guess with uh, with with Kara. It's mostly like I can show uh, empathy for the our weakest people, or I don't know. Like this is a little girl, and she gets to become like a mother figure, and literally like see, be a mother for this girl. I agree with that aspect, but I also think, in my mind, what Alice represented was hope for the future. Mm-hmm. She is literally like the youngest person you run into in the game, and it was kind of just. Her arc was showing, hey, maybe if people um, are raised this way, this won't be a thing in 20, 30 years where we think of androids as different Be an us. android. And then to have her be outed, be an android, it kind of got rid of that because you're not really dealing with a human who would have had that weariness, quote-unquote, even at a young age. So yeah, that that was my personal like. Uh, what are you doing? With I didn't story think about right it like now? that, and Boom. I think you're right. It, the, the the more annoying, not more annoying, but part now thinking about it, that's frustrating. 
is like how good like the one reason I I could see them doing that twist was for anybody that was on the fence being like oh well I'm not sympathetic for the androids and most people would have been sympathetic with Alice throughout the game and then it's like her pulling the rug out from the people that in android they were like oh cared. well I guess I did care but I'm just wondering how many this people... It's like me wondering how many people don't like understand don't or don't see the parallels between the androids and black people. <laughs> the, 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 I, I, I agree like with what you're saying. It's, it's actually, it's a little bit more telling. It's like, how good is Kara at her job if she can't tell what a human is compared to an android? It's like, oh, you're supposed to feed a human and I never saw her eat but she must have eaten, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was just like, man, as as much as like even Ralph yeah. believed she was a um, yeah. a human. It, it it's just like, I mean, we I mean, we all thought she was human too. Yeah, when we were discussing this the other day, um, or I guess it was two weeks ago at this point, I ended up thinking about this because I knew the pretty much end of the story and I started googling like how did Kara not know about Alice and eating and essentially I think this all happens really really fast yeah, like, in the yeah. course of a couple days the other even thing though is it doesn't like, seem like it because you're moving around how so much, was um, I'm, I'm just I'm going back to my notes to see the names I have written down um, what is how was Todd able to afford two androids? <laughs> he lived in a trap house. <laughs> Does this make Alice a deviant? Because she doesn't have the little That's... LED thing on her temple. No, well, I there's no the way because the other one like you saw had the LED thing. thing. Or something. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you realize that she's an, a- yeah. an android. She did. Am I? Maybe Todd removed. I, I remember this being addressed somehow, but I don't remember specifically. Because I was thinking what you said. If she's a deviant, she does a really good job of being a human or like acting like an innocent human little girl. Well, okay. So I know Greg and Trevor didn't read the um, little pamphlets or whatever. But there was one specifically on, like, a child android model, and it's like, oh, well, it's so realistic, and oh, you I actually, didn't read that one either. I you're allowed that one. to feed it, and it does stuff, and... That's what um, I'm trying to... Yeah, what Todd even want in what daughter? a child android? Oh, wait, I guess... It replaces his daughter I didn't think about that, then, yeah, I guess... He had a daughter? She was the stand-in, but then again, still, how did he afford it? And how did he hate androids if he had two in his house? Maybe, like, I don't know. I don't want to go too much into Todd's backstory, just speculating, but there's a chance, remember how he was all mad because didn't his job get taken away by androids? So maybe he was wealthy and then just really got messed up after the android quote-unquote rev. I don't know. I'm just speculating at this point. But anyways... Yeah, that's that's the twist for her story. Anyway, um, we should probably continue. <laughs> uh, for Connor, yeah. you end up um, finding the leader. So in our case, it's Marcus, and you guys have a showdown. 
and I think this is you you get to control both of them and like answer like they're having a conversation you can kind of answer for both of them and at this point um, at least for me Connor has the option to go deviant or remain a machine do you guys know what you guys chose I became deviant okay I stayed a machine yeah same deviate up well dang what yeah, it's Connor, oh it's you were just trying to end it or wait no no because Connor. I wanted to, I what? wanted I figured it would be a more interesting story Why? um th- th- remember how I told you I wanted to be more like a movie so this was more like a, this was the movie the movie choice for me so I wanted to stay as a machine because I wanted Marcus to have like a a folly I guess you could say like a I didn't want Marcus to get too comfortable if they made Detroit become human the movie, which one that would never happen, but two, if they did, I, I could not imagine Connor. If they did, staying first of all, his Android. partner would stay anti-Android the entire the entire movie. And also, I think it would be it would probably be more ambiguous where you think it's a human the entire time, but then at the end you find out it's an Android that is actually, you know, you think Connor is a human the entire time, then you find out he's an Android. Well, I was going to say Blade So, Runner. like, the Inception ending, just to say. the entire movie's like that. But, yeah, I, um... I did... I, I left Marcus as a, um... I'm trying to, trying to go to this. I'm sorry, I left Connor as an android. Because, uh... Like I said, I thought it was going to be more interesting. Um... Trying to see the decisions I made with him to get to that point. Okay, anyways. Whatever. Anyways, at that point, the I think it's the, the the FBI attacks Jericho and they infiltrate it, and then everybody starts scattering. And um, so I don't remember. Marcus is running along, and um, he has to he runs into each of his crew members, and you get the option to like save or leave them. Did did you guys save everybody? Did you leave anybody behind? I saved everybody. Yeah, I saved everybody. Who'd you didn't? Who'd you not? I tried save? to save everybody. No, 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 no. We're saying oh, it's, it's Marcus. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's Marcus. Um. Can, can I can I say can I say one thing too? Another thing oh, I, don't I like saved about everybody. Marcus yeah. Is North is my least favorite character in this game, and she becomes like the love interest of this this dude. And it didn't make any sense to me because I'm trying to be peaceful as Marcus, and she's like the the best way I can describe it is is she just like she's supposed to be the by any means necessary the the Malcolm X, but I don't know. Have you guys been listening to the Waypoints about the Purge movies? So there's they there's one where there's this super no. like this this white girl. I think it's in the first movie. And I've never watched these movies, but she sees all this purging going on around her, and she's never done it. And by the end of the movie, she's like, I'm ready to purge. And it's like, I feel like that's what North wants to do in this in this game. And she just really just wants to kill people. Not necessarily for any reason. Like, any situation that she wants there to be some type of action, you could easily do the non-violent diplomatic way and not have to kill anybody and she always 
is unapproving of that every single time. And it just doesn't make any sense to me that those two ship together. Does that make any sense to you guys? I, I understand what you're saying. But maybe that... that... See, love's a weird thing sometimes for people. Some people, there you go, people. <laughs> for androids, I don't think I, they really I guess. care. Like, at the end of the day, they're still it, it just the like, same components. See, it it's baffles me, like, the same way some people can be, like, oh, well, votes, I'm a Democrat. Our votes and my just cancel like each other out. Of Republican type of thing. <laughs> and they just kind of... Yeah, it, people do that, and it, it blows my mind, because I'm like, I don't... I don't think I could connect to somebody on the other side at, on a very deep level about a lot of things. Maybe that's a failing as me. I don't know, but um, I, I don't know. I I did think it was weird, and I did notice it too. Yeah. So, so but I also was like, well, like for me, I we don't know. she trusted me and all this stuff, which I didn't understand, and it, it was almost like my same distaste for her as a character was like my distaste for Miranda in Mass Effect Two. Where it's like, oh, like most people are like, yo, dead ass, and this is this is the girl, and this is the one, and I just couldn't stand that character. And it's the same with this character. And of course, like you she's the only I mean, the only character you can get with as Marcus or whatever. And as far as I know. Oh really? Oh, I was thinking trying to get with Josh. I don't I mean, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, man, Josh. <laughs> They, but, um, they were kind of staring at each other for, so, uh, for a long time. She ends up like, does she give you guys the the the, the dirty bomb, the yeah. the detonator, the detonator? The I think detonator. So. You're talking about she tells you about her yeah. backstory. Oh uh, no, 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 we're talking about so something. She, else. I'm sorry. Yeah, this was to blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, this one's to blow. Yeah, yeah. Before the, the the place gets raided, one of your last alone time with her, uh, and this is where I left her cold too. Um, she, um, she said, yeah, like, I, I changed some people and some deviants or whatever, and they, they rigged this bomb somewhere in the city, um, and I got the detonator, and I thought maybe it'd be better if I bring it to you, and so you can opt to take it from her or not. So I took it from her, but you don't have to use it, you just have it on you, and then, that's, that's how I saw it. I was like, this chick is unhinged. To prevent her from and using like, it. And really the next option after that, or really close, <laughs> is to kiss her. I didn't. I did not. <laughs> it's like, no, this is not happening. And, um, it, yeah, so, I just wanted to get that out the way. So, yeah, like, Jericho is being overrun. Uh, I did save everybody. And, um, you guys are able to get out. Kara... So, Kara and Alice and Luther kind of get separated, and they end up, I think Luther gets shot in the leg, and he's like, leave me behind, or whatever, and Alice doesn't, but you know it's better if you do, so you kind of leave him, he said, you plan a spot to meet up at, and then immediately you're hit with some choices where it's like, oh, you can lock yourself in this hole, and then somebody's banging on the door to let him in, and I mean, you already know Alice is going to be like, let them in help him out so did you guys let him in or no Alice will remember that 
Nope. I let him in. <laughs> oh. And they immediately yeah, my body, and then you had to fight a cop, and I then there was I another did. section, I think, yeah. with, um, uh, um, in, I think in, uh, interrupting. It seemed like pretty much in? every... This is a pretty cool escape. What'd you say? Uh, oh, go ahead, I was Trevor. just gonna say, it seems like every opportunity that you have to help somebody out, um, or help the androids out it just turns into um yeah basically uh, combat scenario um, you ended up uh you mean you all these soldiers are shooting to kill to kill these androids and like quell to, to squash the rebellion and you get close to the end and um i think you get to opt to run away or like to to give up did you guys run away or give up uh, i gave up yeah i kept trying to run <laughs> I tried to play dead at some. <laughs> I think that was that's what I did, but yes. eventually just leads to the, they uh, they still get you. Well, so they, maybe they got you. Oh, that that's what it was. I ended up running away, got shot. <laughs> I think there's a couple options after you play dead. It's like get up and keep running, <laughs> play dead, <laughs> give up. So I got up and tried to keep running. I guess you did too, Trevor. And so, damn, man, I shot Alice first. I was like, oh, they shot Alice first. And I was, I felt so bad. Yeah, dude, both Kara and Alice Alice got bodied in my game. I don't know. I, like, Luther was still alive, but I don't know what happened. Did you have Luther alive at that point? Yeah. It was really, it was really So Kara and Alice both died there? Wow. Wow. And I'm like, I, I feel you, Dante, but like, this, I felt something. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't care if she's <laughs> just an android. It meant something. She's real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I mean, yeah, she, it still mattered to me. I was just yeah, upset so, from a narrative perspective. Like, I still cared about Alice yeah, a lot. Yeah, so <laughs> Alice and As we will come to find out, not my too game, long I, I don't know what happened with Luther. Because, like I said, uh, he was supposed to meet up with me at a spot, and so when you when Luther got shot yeah, in I the leg, the room. did you pull him into that room, or did you leave him right there? Oh, that's weird. Because um, because when I got outside of the Jericho, I tried to run. They shot me. I fell. Tried to run again. They shot me again, and I fell. And then it gave me another chance. And I was just like, man, I can't, I can't go zero and three. So I tried to run again, and um, and at that point, Luther came out of nowhere and attacked the the two um, um, police that were shooting me. Yeah. And, so like my, and, my but then they ended up killing him. Luther, help Luther, get Luther to safety, and leave Luther hidden. So I did all that. Hmm. I don't know how he didn't come back. So yeah, that's the end of my uh, Kara and Alice story. So you guys got got to get that from now on. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, you said you did the flee option, right? So it says Kara flees. Soldier shoot run. run away. Kara shot in the leg. And then you can crawl, and so I did uh, crawl or get up, and I did get up and. 
Car- Alice is shot and Kara fails to get up. <laughs> oh man. So I can't remember. Oh. Do you remember the exact circumstances of why we were playing dead? Because, Greg, we had to run away too, according to this, or flee. Yeah. Um, let me look. Because I'm looking in, like, there's a play dead and don't move option, and then there's also a defend Alice option. And I know I chose the don't move. Silence. So I'm scrolling through mine trying to look. Yeah. In the meantime, so... yeah. So instead of playing dead, you ran, Marcus, right? And that, okay, that explains. Okay. So, I guess Luther dies right before this, at least he did for me, where I can't remember if he, like, took a bullet or he did something to allow me to play dead or run. And um, essentially remaining still allows you to leave with Alice and um, Kara still alive. Okay, so so in mine, uh, Kara got shot in the leg, then gets hit in the face when she tries to get back up, and then Alice intervenes, and then uh, both of y'all get captured. Okay, so you got captured. Yeah. And I'm guessing your Luther must have been dead at that point. Yeah, he got shot. Okay. All right. Well... Okay, and then um, the next chapter, I guess. I'm trying to think. Uh, so Marcus and them get out alive, and um, actually, this is crazy, dude. So there's like so many different beginnings of the next chapter, depending on what happens. So I know for me, Marcus is alive and Carl is dead. So I start the chapter paying respects at his gravesite. Do you know what your guys' situations were? So Marcus is alive, and Carl, the owner, or his, you know, his... Who was dead? So, the, so here's the beginnings that I could, that I could... Oh, yeah, yeah. See. So, Marcus is alive, So mine Carl was still alive, alive so you go to but Carl's I think house. he dies. And that's the welcome home story. And then there's yep. one if Marcus that's is what dead, me. and Connor becomes deviant... Then you then you skip a meeting place and you uh, start off at that android church, and then the one if uh, Marcus is dead and Connor remains a machine, then you start off at Hank's house, and then there's another one with Jericho not even being attacked. Um, I I don't know, but um, which I guess know Connor what, would have to did you fail know for what that you to got, happen, Trevor? Probably? The well, yeah. And then, Greg, do you know about you? Yeah, I, I was at the gravesite. Okay. Uh, went back yeah, to... Yeah, so uh, no matter what happens, he dies. Welcome and home, where he goes back to... Yeah. The house. Yeah. I'm pretty Who, sure Carl? he does. Carl, Carl. Oh, hold up. And you said, and you're saying, you does Marcus die? Or are talking about Carl? Where everybody's holed up. I think Carl and dies. And you basically talk yeah. to everybody, then you give that rousing speech to get them... Yeah. ...together. Correct. I did not have Connor yeah. there. And I'm guessing you didn't have Connor there. Yeah, so for me... <laughs> okay. Um, Connor was there with us, I'm I pretty sure. I don't actually... I don't think you played as Connor in that chapter at all. I think it's just Marcus. Wait, wait. Actually, no, I did play as Connor. Um, this is... Oh, yeah, so for me, for Connor, you meet up with Amanda, and she's, like, super disappointed, and I think... Um, 
she wants to take over you or something like that. Disappointed at what? You you did exactly what she wanted you to do. Yeah, because I didn't kill Marcus. So she's well, like, I guess because he didn't kill Marcus. Don't mess this up. Um, so then the final chapter. Um, uh, what um, hmm. what happens with Carl in this chapter? Because I have no idea. She is? Okay. So she's she, at does the, she go um, to the place with Marcus? Yeah. yeah oh, wait. Is, no, because can't she be at the... Because they have... Um, so we'll, we'll talk about Marcus's. I'm pretty sure, like, the only thing mm-hmm. you do with cars in this chapter is potentially apologize to her as Connor. Hold on, we're talking about at the the church part, or yeah, yeah. yeah so she's not at, and in my story, she's not in the church because she got captured already. So, um, yeah. But me and Trevor, yeah, you guys go back out into the streets and you're marching, and I think you run into a um. Let's see, what is it? I'm trying to go to my. I'm trying to go to Marcus. Marcus. Who are you starting as um, for Battle for Detroit? Okay. So yeah, this is where everything's kind of reaching its climax. And um, this is kind mm-hmm. of your last and basically, stand against the humans is you Marcus. Guys get surrounded and... So... Like you... Yeah, you set up like a... a bus. You're kind of like in the exactly. center of a town and square then, or something um, like that, right? A barricaded area. Wait, did all of y'all choose to to fight peacefully or to attack? Oh yeah, that's what happened. So you you're going to the they have a camp that they're taking all peaceful. these robot or androids that they rounded up and they're they're killing them there, disassembling them or whatever, ending their lives. And so you guys march there to the gate, and the, the media is there, and the the military or the army or whatever doesn't want to make a scene. So that you guys peacefully protest because they're they're going to open fire on you guys, and this is another opportunity for you to raise your fist or hands up and you know like declare how peaceful you are and you're peacefully protesting, um, aware of. And this is a point where human, or at least the government yeah, society yeah. has decided and they're aware. Hey, of we're getting rid of androids your guys's completely, issues. right? And um, so the military draw like puts their guns away and you guys barricade up in front of the gate and the media is all there and they have helicopters and everything and they're covering the the media hold on what dang that definitely didn't happen in mine I don't think about that is Marcus still alive in your game yeah yeah hmm this is we're talking about the final chapter right yeah so in mine we go to the recall center and basically, like, try and, like... It sounds like you, you did know, infiltrate that. You did and, like, a big gunfight okay, well, starts out and all that. Yeah, no, I didn't. Interesting. Yeah, I wasn't peaceful either. So, how did your your guys go? Um, there's basically this big war between the humans and the androids, the soldiers. Yeah. And, I mean... You... Did anybody win? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the androids one in mine yeah so in mine all this happened at the same time as um, uh, Alice and Kara they're about to get I guess repur- or recycled or whatever mm. so there's this whole thing in between them they're they're trying to stay together but they're separating them and so there's like a little bit of a thing where 
you got to try and get back with Alice. Um, so you're doing that. And while you're doing that, Marcus is infiltrating, trying to do that. And there's all these like kind of quit time events where you got to set up cover for yourself so you can move forward and do a bunch of other stuff. Um, Man. Yeah. It's actually pretty it was, cool. It was, there were some game mechanics added. Yeah. So this entire last chapter with Alice is completely different for me, but oh my gosh, that that's crazy that you guys. And did we talk about the the Connor part? Because that was the other thing that I think my mine might have been a little bit different. I think we should wait until after Marcus finds out the Marcus stuff. Okay. Because there's a big thing with Connor with us at least. Yeah, Connor. Yeah. That happens. Okay, so yeah, for he, mine, he some places uh, Marcus in mine. creates the barricade. And um, he is basically, you know, like making sure everybody's in a good spot or whatever. And uh, at this point, it flips over to Connor and he's standing on a rooftop and he has a sniper that he's setting up. And he is basically going to shoot. He's going to snipe Marcus in the base that he's in in the, the, the bunker he set up and then the door gets kicked down and Hank shows up and Hank's basically like I'm not going to let you do this and then you guys talk and you and that's where this is when I found out that about Hank's kid right here um, and yeah so it, it, it didn't seem appropriate <laughs> like this because uh, you know basically the question was is why do you hate androids or you know like why do you hate androids and then he's like this thing happened and all this stuff so basically he's like I'm not going to let you do this um, and I just ended up standing down and just saying like alright fine I won't do this and then I just walk away and um, that's basically where uh, I think I end up going back with Connor later, back into the um, uh, cyber life situation with Amanda, and she's going to take over. Um, uh, we'll skip that. We'll skip that. But um, anyways, then the, this guy from the the camp shows up, and he's basically like, "Hey." who's your leader and you know you're like me and he's like I want to talk to you and then at first you're like yes or no and I was like nah I'm good and then he's like well how are you going to you know be able to meet your demands or blah 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 like we're not going to give you anything if you don't meet me so I went out there to meet him and he basically was like basically here's the offer you guys give up everybody on, on your crew um, with you right now, they will uh, they will be spared, and only them. And I'm thinking like I don't know how many thousands of androids there are, but you're basically saying we're gonna spare like a hundred androids. I was like, that's probably not cool. So I was like, nah, I'm good. And he's like, oh, so you want your people to just get run over because we'll just run the tanks through and body you guys. And I was like, I'm not gonna you know turn my back on my people. So then I went back into the uh, bunker, and everybody's like, what What happened? What happened? And then you just see the tanks start rolling into the base. And then we get surrounded in the media. Like, the camera is, like, on us, and we're about to, like, 
we get overrun and people are like soldiers are climbing in and start shooting at us and I'm like doing all the quick time events to save everybody and like you know block them from getting shot by bullets or everything and knocking over soldiers and then we end up getting surrounded and then uh, I, I can't believe I did this I'm sorry I'm going against everything I said but um I kiss North I kiss like so we get surrounded and it's almost like any kiss last north? words and you know like, all the cameras <laughs> oh, are on us and all that and then we're about to get you know uh, executed and I just step front and me and North and we kiss and it's this is on live TV and the president sees that and she calls in she's like it stop this stop this don't let this happen and so um, they end up not executing uh, Marcus and. Uh, North and all those people, and then he's able to. It flashes forward, and he's like standing on top of a podium or whatever. Okay. So let me at least like intermingle what happened in my game. So I pretty much had verbatim what you did until the whole like you get cornered with your people or whatever, and I chose the sing option. What? Yeah, so there's a sing option, and it's fine. You guys can call me a sap or whatnot, but I teared up a little bit. Yeah, I do. Marcus apparently has a very good singing voice. Maybe that's something that's inherent to androids. But um, pretty much the president sees that, the media sees it, and they're like, no, we can't shoot these people. So Was it in... Yeah, I mean, it was more of a black church gospel type thing, <laughs> and I mean, yes, but it was really good, and it worked in that moment. <laughs> I did see the sing option I didn't pick it. Hold On is the name of the song. Okay. The song was not written for the game, but is a real-world song. Of course it is. A real-world order gospel song. Hold the, on um, just a little while longer. And then for me, uh, so then Marcus gives this speech. and um, Oh, I'm sorry. So while that stuff is happening... Huh? No. So while that... Blizzard oh, yeah, 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 right? So while that's happening with... No. Uh, with... Um, Marcus Connor is back in the, the the cyber life area, and basically, what's her name says that she's taking she's taking control of uh, Amanda's going to take control of Connor and Indus, and so you are like basically in a blizzard in that area, and you have to get out, and you you it flashes back to a section that says like when you were with Kamsky, and he basically says, I, I, I always left a fail-safe in uh, every one of my machines, and um, so you end up getting, or you have to have a timer, I guess, before you get lost and get taken control of to find that fail-safe. And so I end up finding the fail-safe in that area, and then it ends my machineness, and now I'm a deviant, and I am one of those faces. Uh, Connor is one of the faces in the crowd as uh, Marcus is giving this speech to all the, the androids and people. So my game ends with 
Connor basically becoming a deviant. What stuff? Hmm. Did no. you do any of the stuff at no. Cyberlife with Connor? With the clone? Mm. What? <laughs> yeah, so that's what... I think that's what happened in, in our playthroughs. Yeah, I did a sniper thing. I, yeah, because you said you were at, like, a sniper thing. and So... Okay, that makes sense. Okay, this all makes sense and I can explain it now. Since we were at the church and Connor was quote-unquote on a path to redemption, they give him a task that only he could do to infiltrate cyber life for, um... Do you guys remember the purpose um, of him basically, going to cyber life um, convert all of the, um, the androids there? Yes, he was going to convert yeah. deviants at cyber life, or convert the androids into deviants at cyber life. Yep. To, you know, add to the resistance's numbers. So you pretty much go there, you get on an elevator, and you end up... Do you take out an actual dude, or just, like, some android? No, I think those are dudes on there. Yeah. Connor goes ham. Like, he is just beating the living daylights out of these people on this elevator. You end up getting to either the top floor or the bottom floor. I can't really remember where they have everybody stored. I think it said negative 50-something, 50th floor. So it went back down. And you're on your way to, like, activate all of the androids in there and make them become deviants. Oh, wait, wait. I got to tell Marcus When another Connor this. model appears. Wait, who so, did? Marcus, you would have loved this, but okay. he had a Jackie Chan moment. Where, uh, Connor. Where where he basically, Connor. like, takes down... Like, you have to pick... Choose, you know, a path mm-hmm. to take down the, um, the two guards in the elevator with you. And, like, after he, you know, has this choreographed fight scene with them, he gets all the way to the bottom floor or the floor that he's getting off of on the elevator and realizes, oh, <laughs> there was a camera there the whole time. Because he tries, like, That's when right. um, when he has to change the, um, the, like, the floor that he's going to, um, you have an option to imitate one of the guard's voices. And so I did it in order to keep my identity concealed, but they are okay. actually watching okay. the whole time. It's That seems pretty good. And what follows is also really good, so... You get to the bottom, you're starting to get in the process of activating all of these androids and turning them into deviants, but then another Connor model shows up out of nowhere pretty much, and is this the part where you just start getting into like a fist fight with them um, more or less? Whoa, that didn't happen to I, me. I don't even, I didn't get in a fist fight with them, but... Well, yeah. You guys had Hank well, with you eventually, right? Yeah. He wasn't with me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the clone basically comes out of nowhere with Hank as a hostage. Yep. That's right. Okay. And pretty much, um, you have to convince Hank that you're the Connor he actually knows. Oh, I didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Wait. So yeah. maybe we did like, have a... How, how um, I what was your reputation with Hank? Oh. Really good. I don't know, then. Like really, well, that might be really why good. I guess, but oh, mine wasn't. So, so tell me what happened. As in I'm yours, converting I'm um, that first um, that first android, one of the Cyberlife androids, um, the other Connor comes out and he has Hank at gunpoint, and Hank is like, you know, he's like, "Sorry, Connor, he's a spitting image of you," and so I guess like he basically tricked him into thinking he was the the same Connor. 
And um, I guess at that point, that's when he realizes, um, you know, you're the actual Connor. And so there was never any argument about who was the the real Connor. Really? Is that what happened with yours, Greg? Yeah. Okay. So in mine, from what I remember, and I could be wrong, I thought me and the other um, Connor were getting into it a little bit, and then... Hank showed up with a gun and then at some point he's just like stop I don't know which of you is which but I'm about to figure it out and then he just asked you some very like personal questions and I managed to get him right so he knew I was the actual Connor and he ends up shooting the um, Hmm. other model so I failed miserably on this section and um, um, the clone ends up killing Hank and then Oh, no. So I, I didn't fail. Uh, I just told him to I kill him. I think I told him like, to kill him. I was like, I'm still here to do my job. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about to, uh, you know, saying about to get these yeah. uh, androids free. I think I told him to so, kill uh, Hank. But the part that I failed on was um, when you, you have a chance to convert the other Connor. And, I yeah, I oh, messed really? up on the, um, on the button prompt. So, so Hank died in yeah. both of your games? Yep. Oh man. I mean, it was either that or That's... I think um you know, Connor wouldn't have been able to convert the um the other androids. In in the process of trying to do that in my game, Connor gets shot and he's, oh, he dies man. too, so. Yeah, but man. you know, after he he shoots Connor and Connor is, you know, he he's on his last breath. He's just like, oh, well, you've already lost. And that android that he had already touched and converted starts touching the next android next to him, and then that one touches the next one next to him, and then they all end up converting each other. Oh, so at least they still got yeah. all deviated up or whatever. So Yeah. Moral victory. But yeah, mine pretty much went out, like I said, and Hank ends up shooting the fake Connor. My Connor activates all of the other androids, and then he shows up where Marcus was saying during. So, uh, so. Marcus's. And your speech. game, who died, Greg? <laughs> That's it. Uh, Connor and uh, Hank died. And Luther, right? Uh, and then Trevor, who died in as far as the main characters, I guess. Uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, we haven't shoot. even finished talking about Kara's. I thought Kara died in your I, I still yep. got a. I still got a whole storyline. <laughs> No. Oh, so, okay, go ahead. Luther died. Yeah. So while all this is going on um, in my game, Marcus is leading the leading the war against the um, the soldiers. Um, Kara is actually trying to find a way to get to Canada still, and she ends up um, going to the bus station, and they're doing checkpoints at the bus station or along the along the way to the bus station they're doing checkpoints and basically executing any androids that they come in contact with um so there's a couple of stealth situations that you have to do um and then you have a chance like it it actually times you i think you have like 20 minutes in order to get to the bus station and it ends up giving you two options where you can either um let me see you can either try to um go to the, go straight to the bus route or bu- the bus station or you can take a 
a different route that's safer and less risky and you avoid guards but that one takes you 11 minutes and it takes 11 minutes off your time so depending on how stealthy you were in the other section and if you helped any other androids that you came in contact with um, that determines how much time you have left um, so I ended up getting to the bus station I took the safe route didn't help any other androids on the way there Alice hated me um, once I got to the bus station Dante's back hello but uh, once I got to the bus station there was actually um, you know still another checkpoint there they were only letting people through if they had tickets so you know your next task is to go and find some tickets and of course Alice is going to hate you because you got to you know lift them off of somebody but um I end up running into this family it's a mother and father and then they have a little baby and they end up um dropping an envelope that has all their tickets in it and Carl just kind of does that little thing where she um when somebody drops a dollar or something and you step on it real quick and then you slide it towards yourself that's basically what she did did you um use that to your oh advantage? yeah i took them and then the couple actually comes oh. back and they're like hey um you haven't seen an envelope with our tickets in it have you like we really need those for trying to get out of here you know it's it's cold we're not gonna we're not gonna survive here and and carl's just like nope haven't seen it and um they ask again and um and then alice kind of looks at you and like you should give him back the tickets but i didn't instead i got i got on the bus <laughs> left and then got to the um um i guess the the border uh, i forget what you call the building that separates the border where they check your passports oh that's messed up i know what's going to happen because of what happened with marcus in your game um but yeah i get there and even um there they're still doing checks cuz you know you have the passports that you got from marcus but um um you know they're checking to make sure nobody that's crossing the border is an android and and when you know it Rose is in line. Rose and Adam are in line to um, go across the border. So you um, kind of give them the signal, and y'all meet up in the bathroom. And Kara basically tells Rose, like, "Hey, if um, if things go south, you know, I need you to watch Alice for me." And um, and Rose agrees, and they go back out there and get in line. And um, and basically, Rose and Adam are in there because um, I guess they're guilty for helping the androids so they're they're basically fugitives too and they're on the run but um they get back in line and of course Kara and alice get to the front of the line and you know they see that um Kara sees that they're scanning everybody um to make sure they're not androids and um she basically doesn't even want to or my character i, I don't want to take the chance of them finding out that you know, Kara and Alice are androids. So I don't know how this should have worked or if it could have worked with Kara, but um, Kara um, sends Alice over to Rose um, to go and wait with her in line. They're in a different line. And Kara walks up to the booth 
and they scan her and she just kind of takes a step back and puts her hands up and then you know the guy tells the guards hey she's an android and they immediately gun her down and then um and then alice is with rose and they walk up to the booth and they basically say um you know they give them they give the guy their passports and the guy looks at alice and he starts to scan them and then he he just he's just like oh you're good going ahead because i guess he sees alice crying because of um what happened to kara so he doesn't even scan them he just lets them go and they cross the border and that is the end of their story for you that oh, is oh well, yeah so did you go into the part like before you get to the bus stop where you're like sneaking around metal gear yeah. solid style and it's like okay I was making sure. It, that was pretty dark in a lot of cases. Yeah. Like a couple of people asking you for help. And yeah, I told you. I just I've passed up everybody. It's like, Alice, we yeah. don't have time for this. So that all happens, and I get to the bus station or whatever. I get the envelope, and me being the dude I am, I give it back to the people. Mm. So they get on the bus, and... I'm like, well, I'm kind of stuck here now. Out the corner of my eye, I see Rose and her um, and her son. I talk to them a little bit, and they give me this information about a boat. Hmm. And they're like, you can take this boat, and you should be able to get across the border because it's, like, right over there. And I'm like, sure. So they drive you over. You get to um, get to the edge of the little lake or whatever. And... There's a prompt there. This is the one prompt in this game that upsets me more than anything else in this game. Al, or, um, Kara puts her hand in the water, and it's like, okay, this water's cold. It's cold enough that my body won't function in it. So I'm like, okay, that's some good information. I get on my boat. There's about three or four other boats in the water, and then you see a patrol boat come out of nowhere, and you see... Pretty much all three of the other boats get gunned down, and you're like, well, I guess I'm next. And I think they give you four options. It's like, hide Alice, hide yourself, um, duck, or jump in water. And I'm like, well, I was I was a good um, adventure game player. I examined the water before, so I know that can't possibly be the correct option. Because I'll die if I go in the water. And I'm like, well, I need to protect Alice no matter what. I think there's a way for us to both get out of this alive. So I think I chose... No, I didn't actually choose the duck option. I chose protect Alice. So essentially, Kara, like, huddles herself over Alice. The boat shoots at us. Like, it gets me in the spine or whatever. I get over to the other side of the shore because they think I'm dead. And I'm pretty much... I am dying as um, Kara. And pretty much once we get off the boat, I think I am given three minutes until shutdown or whatever for androids. So I pretty much have my last words with Alice and being like, hey, well, at least you're over here. You need to be strong. You need to, like, you need to make it out there. And then my Kara dies. The correct option... 
if you want to get both of them to survive is to jump into the water. And it just made me so mad because I was like, you gave me this information that my body can't survive in water. And then you use that against me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's pretty much how my Kara Alice story ended up. And that's where my game ended as well. Did yours differ any, Greg? I said, oh, what was that? Differ any? With uh, mm-hmm. Kara and Alice? Yeah, it was the thing where they were at that uh, recycling camp or whatever. And, like I said, they they split them up there. And it's kind of like this thing of they're trying to stay together. They're both scared. They don't really know what's happening. They don't know. So, they make, so basically, when they get there, there's a thing of the soldiers make them strip down and take their um, skin off, basically. Um, so, then now they just kind of look like, you know, robots or androids. They line them up, and it, it looks almost like a like a concentration camp like thing because you see all these people just lined up, just walking towards like basically imminent mm-hmm. death, right? And um, so, and again, that's all happening while uh, while Marcus is trying to take over that uh, take that over. So, um, but anyway, the, the, eventually Marcus ends up um, taking over the camp. And uh, and saves all the androids. Weird. So Alice and Kara survived in your game. Okay. Yeah. So, and it was one of those things where it's like at the last second, so they're walking in, about to be recycled, and then that's when you see um, some of the um, some of the androids come in, and then they don't have to walk, and then they turn around, and they're like, "Oh, we're saved," and then that's kind of how that ends. So in Trevor's ending. If he chose the pacifist route when he got over to the border, I'm pretty sure Alice or um, Kara would have been fine. But um, since he had a negative public opinion, that's why she got shot down. Well, I had two options. It was either sacrifice or no sacrifice. And I don't know what would have happened if I chose no sacrifice. But... um but I chose sacrifice because that was the, I think it was the unlocked option, and that may may have been because I talked to Rose before doing it, but um, but yeah. Then I guess that brings us to the end. Well, my um, of at least the main. As far as like the storyline with Marcus, um, after it ends, um, you know Hillary Clinton or whoever the president is, um. You know, is, is she wishes. <laughs> you know, it's showing. I mean, from what I've heard <laughs> about 2020, it's it's potential. It, it's showing like her um, her briefing or her her press conference, and um, and she's basically saying what happens um, with the androids. And I guess they they took Chicago or not Chicago. They took Detroit, and so now Detroit is an android state. Uh. Oh wait, wait, wait! Say that again. The the the, the, the... since since uh, Marcus and the um, and Jericho Jericho they win the war. Um, they basically take over Detroit. Yeah, I think I think that happens in mine. Yeah, since we were pacifists, we didn't have like a seizing of territory. Oh, okay. I can't remember specifically what happened in our end. It was the uh, she called it off. Was that where? He's saying the president, yeah, the president, she she, she called in the favor. She said, hey, uh, not on TV. 
Yeah, and that's what happened on mine too. Like I had the option to to sing or or kiss Chuck and Jive, <laughs> kiss um, kiss North, and I chose to kiss her. And after that happened, um, that was when the president's like, "Yeah, tell them to stand down." Gotcha. Well, is that is that? There's one really good thing with that I want to bring up. So. Once Connor act, or um, once Marcus activates all of the robots in public park or city park, whatever that chapter is, or not too long after that, the android that greets you at the like main menu of the game, there's an option to quote unquote let her go. Oh yeah! Did you guys all run yeah. into that? Yeah, okay. I did. And yeah, if you let her go, well, this is kind of a extended story. If you let her go originally, she just wasn't there when you booted up the game. There was no more surveys, because occasionally she'd give you a survey. No more greetings, nobody replaced her. Due to fan or public backlash, people regretted letting her go, so they patched in like an option to bring back your slave, quote-unquote. Wait, 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 say that again? So, you know the android that um, greets you at the main menu? Yeah, yeah. At some point in the game, something happens, and you're given the option to let her go from the main menu. And she just doesn't appear anymore at the main menu. So you just and have you text. have that happen. Yeah, it's just text in a like white background. Okay. People got upset because once you let her go she was gone because that the option was like do you want to free me or whatever so people got mad because they're like oh i thought i was it was cool but i'm i kind of miss her let me get her back so they were kind of their hand was forced to patch the game so she would essentially be back in there if you wanted to bring her back dang that's messed up it is messed up we gotta... I let her go and I didn't look back. <laughs> I don't know. So is that at the end of the game? It was at the end of my game. It's like three quarters. Mm. Oh, it was at the very end of my game. So, because I looked through the thing and I have no record of... Like, I don't have a flowchart for the last chapter of this game. Because right, I turned it off in Weird. the credits. So I'm pretty sure it didn't save my data. Uh... Maybe at the very end of the game, but... Yeah, it's like once you so like at the end of the game, it kicks you back to the menu, and then she'll ask you those questions, or she'll ask you, you know, can she leave or whatever, and then that's when you have the choice to free her or not. Are we finished or are we done? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but I thought that was a really cool option they gave, but then I was extremely disappointed that they had to cave into people being like, "Ah, well, you know what? I miss my slave." Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> ostensibly. People suck. Do we have anything else? Any other? Oh, so I had this article. I mean, we've already gone hella long, but it was a uh, plot uh, story spoilers type deal, and they had a couple of things that were really interesting, and I just wanted to see if I could read them real quick. Um. 
Maybe this wasn't as interesting as I thought it was. Mm, never mind, it's not as interesting as I thought it was. Oh, you know, when the, the only thing that none of us sees the dirty bomb. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see what that was like. I didn't know exactly where it was. Like, I think North explained it, but I couldn't remember where it was supposed to be. It was like a like a fail safe. Like I I I read that you could, if you were um, like my storyline, instead of um, kissing her, I could have activated the dirty bomb. Yeah, but I didn't know where like the truck was set up. Oh yeah, I didn't know where it was set up. I, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, I didn't know. Where but it was totally like an eye for an eye tactic type of thing, right? Yeah, as far as I could tell, it seemed like a okay. Yeah, you guys want to take me out i'm going to take you out so it was like a a fail safe for the people that were taking um the uh, pacifist route i guess you could say the peaceful route um did you you guys got anything else for detroit i had (laughs) questions but we're running long the only thing that was weird to me was the fact that luther was so much bigger than all the other androids and I was wondering like uh there was one android at Jericho that was as big as him there was? yeah I wonder if he might have been like a sports model the, the, or something yeah like what I was like, wondering is do androids have different strengths because they've gotta be because we saw that one article about the athletic models remember? yeah but I, I would assume those are just androids in comparison to humans oh I see what you're saying but I'd, I'd assume it would be like model cars where you know yeah this one is fine tuned to be like more better at this action or something like that because mm-hmm. we did talk about them having specific roles and stuff like that So man those sex androids though <laughs> <laughs> there's some pretty good articles about those ones yeah so I, I, I was just wondering like like he's so much bigger than everybody else like he he has to be stronger or something like I don't know um I did like him as a character yeah I liked him as a character I liked his haircut yep um do you have a question Dante um just a really quick yeah, one yeah yeah I was looking while I was going through the walkthroughs and stuff I noticed one of the magazines or pamphlets they had was Android as president? Question mark. I'm glad you asked. So, would you guys be cool with a deviant level Android? We have one. Okay. <laughs> True. But, okay. So, a deviant president as Android and a non-deviant president as Android. Would you be cool with either? So, I read that article. And I, re- I actually had a question around that, too. So I'm glad you asked, because I guess the, the, the benefits or the pros of the regular Android president is they don't care about their popularity. They have a very high work rate. Uh, they have infinite memory. They're incorruptible. And they're indifferent to pressure. So I think I would be pro Android president if I had to choose between the two man I don't okay go ahead I'll let I'm you saying it. is it like one or the other or I can choose neither I'll, would you be cool with one would you be cool with both would you be cool like 
I'm asking individually. Like, are you cool with a deviant one? Or are you cool with a non-deviant? I feel like I feel like a deviant one would just be depending on where we are as a society. You know, so like it would only be deviant if it deviates from what the norm is. And if the norm is way worse than it is now, then maybe I would be more pro deviant. But if the if the norm was like something I was comfortable slash familiar with and like felt like was beneficial to society, then I would be less against a deviant one. So I think overall the safer answer is keep the status quo one over the non-status quo one. Trevor, Greg? Mm, I don't know. I, I think I would still, even if it was a deviant, I would still be worried about the well, the what-ifs, right? Like, how do we know that, like, this can't be, like, reprogrammed at any point and, like... It's corruptible. Something, like, yeah, yeah, like, I guess that's the, the biggest thing. But, I mean, is that any different than, like... A non- you know, or a human? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's the weird part, right? Like... It's kind of it's an interesting question when you think about it like that. Trevor, I mean, there's definitely benefits too, for sure. I would have to go with the um, the non deviant uh, standard issue. Man, can you imagine those late night bot tweets? (laughs) (laughs) Go pee-pee. Oh, it actually does mean something. Oh my god. That's the shutdown code. <laughs> Abort. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm actually against the non-deviant variant, just because I feel like it would have a super utilitarian thing that doesn't factor in the human aspect of circumstances. So it's literally playing it like a game, trying to min and max things like a lot of corporations would. So, I think I'd be more comfortable with the Deviant, even though I'm slightly wary of it. The Deviant one can turn on a dime, though. It could be like, this is how we're going. You're like, yeah. Then it's like, you know what? Actually, no, nah, we're going to go this way. That's what I'd be scared That's of. That's very true. He has his Android dumpster moment. Yeah, basically. He's like, yeah, yeah. But I'm just... I'd be worried about a thing that just thinks of people as numbers. That's true. That's yeah. true. But that was it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm assuming we don't have any questions. Nah. Your janitor but, uh, didn't get back to us, Trevor? What's that? Your boy didn't oh. get back to us? Nobody gets back <laughs> to us. <laughs> I don't think I saw him this week. Or this past week. He went deviant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, where can people reach you at, Greg? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Facebook at Boombox Hero, um, and on Twitch at XDRDMagnegroX. What about you, Trevor? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Lyric Unsung. What about you, Dante? People can find me at twitch.tv slash awakencloud. I should be streaming something in the near future, probably Red Dead. 
fighting. All is. snaps. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Mark Dizzle, Mark underscore Dizzle. You can see lots of food, uh, lots of really yeah, good yeah, lots of food. food. Pictures of my trip. Yeah, and I'm on Steam. I don't even remember what my name is. I think it's Marcus Seventeen, and I. Or potato salad, one of the two. And it's potato yeah, okay. salad. It's potato salad. And I've been playing Hotline Miami too. So I'm almost done with that. I don't know what I'm playing next. I don't normally play games. Well, we know what our next game is. Oh, yeah, is yeah. Cells. I forgot. I completely forgot. Let me, let me <laughs> fix my face. Yeah, so that concludes Detroit Become Human 2, or Part 2. Um, we are. Why'd I say part two? That concludes Detroit Become Human. Uh, next month, month of December, uh, we are going to be covering Dante's game, Dead Cells. This is probably, it's, it is now um, the most recent game we've played. <laughs> so Detroit had its one month as being the most new game we've played. And Wait, didn't Dead it come Cells. out on one of the consoles before everything else? Well, the official release came out in like August. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. August. So, yeah, it's the most recent game we've played now. Hot off the press, Basically. we would say. So, have you played it yet, Dante? I have not. You've been waiting? I've been looking okay. into it, but... Okay, yeah. cool. So we're all going to be coming into this fresh. I'm assuming you haven't played it yet either, Greg? No, nah, there's a streamer that I watch who plays it sometimes, so I'm kind of familiar with it, but I haven't played it myself. You're familiar with nope, never touched it. All right, I'm going to ask you guys again in the beginning of the next episode. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, do you got anything else? Going once, going twice? All right, well, that concludes our discussion of Detroit Become Human. This was a long one, our bad. Uh, but we're out. Longest game, best that's game. Right. I guess. If that's right. That's the, the criteria, then I guess this is the best game. Uh-huh. Thanks. It's scientific, just like ranking of fighters. I know how to pick them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something like that. We're out. Peace.